Blog Talk Radio. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that our unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Or before you do anything, it's 
it's, you have to always repent to make sure that you're clean and, you know, to put the full armor of God and so that Satan cannot, cannot, you know, attack you or bring you down in any way. So we're going to repent and put the full armor of God on and, and, you know, and pray. Okay, Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for this time on the Lord's hour, Lord, with all my brothers and all my sisters. Oh God, Yeshua HaMashiach, I bless your wonderful, glorious name. Glory, glory, hallelujah to you, my King, to you, my Prince, to you, my Priest, to you, our Savior, to you, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Oh, wonderful, glorious Holy Spirit. Oh, wonderful Yeshua, we bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Father God, we give you everlasting praise because only you deserve it all. Oh, Father God, only you deserve all the glory and all the praise. And Lord, we just want to thank you. Oh, God, I thank you so much for this day. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I bless you, Yeshua. Oh, God, I bless you for my brothers and sisters. Oh, God, I thank you for their lives and I thank you for all that you are about to do. Oh, Father, I bless your wonderful, glorious name. I thank you for my sisters and my brothers. Oh, God, I pray that your will will be done in all of our lives. Oh, God, I pray that you forgive all of us of all of our sins. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Father, I praise you, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I thank you for all that you have done. There is no one like you, oh, Jesus. Wonderful, glorious Jesus. I bless your holy name. Oh, Father, forgive us of all of our sins. Cover all of us with the armor of God. Oh, Lord, send your angels to protect us. Oh, God, be with us right now in Jesus. Jesus, and cover us with your mighty hand. Oh, Lord, I pray that there's any open door that we have closed or shut. Cover and surround us with your blood. Oh, Lord, remove all evil and all darkness that is in us. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that you'd bind and that you'd cast it out of all of us into the pits of hell right now in Jesus' name. Oh, God, make everything new in our lives. Oh, Lord, cover all of us with the blood of Jesus. Cover all of us with the armor of God, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith. Oh, Lord, Jesus, word. Oh, Father God, Lord, cover all of us with, with your word. Oh, Lord Jesus. With the belt of truth, O oh Lord, with a sword. Oh, Father God, Lord Jesus, with this, which is the word of God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, cover all of us, Lord Jesus, with the shield of faith, O oh Lord. Helmet of salvation, O oh Lord Jesus. The boots which represent the readiness to speak your good news of peace. Oh, God, surround us with your presence. Surround us, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, surround us with your anointing. Surround us with your angels. O oh Lord, send gifts. Pour out your anointing, oh Father, pour out your spirit, Lord, into my brothers and my sisters' lives. Oh Jesus, I thank you, I thank you, oh God, I bless your holy name. Oh Lord, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters. Let your will be done in their lives, oh Lord, use them for your glory. Pour out your anointing, oh God, pour out your spirit. Oh God, lead all of us and guide us, Father God, to where that you created us to be. Let us be where you want us to be. Oh God, let your will be done in our lives, oh Lord, use us for your glory. Father God, let us not fall, let us not but let us be made righteous. Father, let us be made pleasing and perfect before you. Oh, Father God, Jesus, for your glory. Father, forgive us of all of our sins. All evil, all darkness that is in us, remove it right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, I thank you for your victory. I bind all darkness, all demons that are in any one of us or that is in our life of anyone that is listening. I command all unclean spirits to leave them now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, rain down your fire and hailstone. Oh, Father God, rain down your presence and your power, God Almighty, to crush down, to break the works of 
Satan and the lives of any one of my brothers. Oh, Father God, fill them with your river of life. Oh, Father God, I bless you for my brothers. I bless you for my sisters. Oh, God, I pray that you would use them for your glory. I pray that, Lord God Almighty, you would heal their hearts. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would heal their souls and that you would heal their spirits. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would bless them, Father God. That you would bless them with crowns. Oh, Lord, you would bless them with garments. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would bless them with your anointing and your Holy Spirit. Spirit. Oh, revive them all. Reveal yourself to them, oh Lord. Oh God, I praise and I thank you, Jesus, for everything that you have done, oh Lord. I bless you. For everything that, Lord, you are doing, I thank you. Oh God, for all that you're about to do, I praise and I glorify your holy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh Lord, there's no one like you. Wonderful, glorious Jesus. I thank you, my Lord, my God, and my King. Lord, I thank you that you're using us. Thank you, Jesus. For your wonderful presence, O Holy Spirit, thank you so much, O God. Let your will be done in all of us, Father God. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen, Father. I thank you so much for your spirit. Thank you so much. Yes, brothers and sisters. Yes, um, as I'm, I'm going to start speaking on what the Lord um, the Lord's, um, put on my heart to speak today. Yes, I encourage all of you to just constantly make sure, because there's one thing that the Lord... Um, put on my heart that he wants everyone to, to know and he wants everyone to, to make sure that they do. He wants everyone to be in constant repentance and he let me know he wants everyone to constantly make sure that they have the armor of God, you know, covering them. Because, you know, the Bible says that, you know, the, you know Satan, he goes about like a roaring lion, you know, he goes around to and fro seeking whom he may devour. So he never stops. He keeps going around every minute, every second he's around. You know, if you could see in the spiritual realm, you would see the amount of demons that are sent just to attack, you know, nonstop. They just keep going around to just attack God's children. And, you know, you, you, you don't know what, sometimes you don't even know what they're about to attack you with. It's like sometimes when you least expect it. Anytime when you're sleeping, when, you know, Satan doesn't care. He attacks you anytime. When you're in the bathroom, when you're in, in the kitchen, when you're sleeping, when you're in the car, Satan will try to attack you anytime. And the only thing that will stop him from attacking you is Jesus. Because when he tries to attack you, Jesus will defend you. Sometimes Satan will attack you in, in the places or in the times when you least expect. Because he's so evil. He tries to get you when you least expect him. So brothers and sisters, I encourage all of you to be spiritually alert. Be spiritually alert because Satan is always going on attacking people, seeking whom he's going to devour. And you know you don't know when he's going he's gonna to try to attack, but always be alert. Because, because it's surprising how, you know, sometimes it's, it's just when you least expect it. So everyone, it's very important that you make sure that you, you put the full arm of God on. Because, because I mean, I've, I've been realizing that a lot of people are not, might not really be focusing so much or, you know, putting the full arm of God on them as they should. A lot of people are, you know, are, are not, you know, paying as much attention to the armor of God. That is why some people are getting attacked too in certain ways in certain areas. I tell you, the armor of God, it's very important. Pray. When you pray, pray hard for the armor of God. I tell you, the armor of God, it helps you and it defends, it, it helps, it keeps you safe so much, so much, like that, it protects you so much, so much. And as you could see, as the Bible speaks of the armor of God in, in Ephesians, as, as you read the word of God, it shows you that the armor of God, it's, it's a spiritual armor that we receive. But this is one thing that I was beginning to understand in the armor of God, that the armor of God, it's, Let's say the arm of God, it's, how do I say this? 
the Lord is letting me understand that it's not the same on everyone. For every Christian, it's like it's like different Christians, okay, have different levels of protection and different levels of armor. So the Lord is letting me understand that some Christians have very, very thick armor, very, very thick, strong protection because of how much they have surrendered to God. And some Christians have, you know, they have armor, but their armor is very small and weak. And, you know, the devil, when they go into battle, the devil usually gets them. But, you know, some of them still have armor. So the Lord is letting me know that there is a way that we can live so that our the, so that we get a very strong, thick armor that truly protects us so that when the enemy comes, we will not fall. Because there is a protection that the Lord can give you. Brothers and sisters, that I tell you that the enemy won't be able to get close to you. Even, even if he comes, okay? You know, it's like sometimes, you know, God can, because, you know, sometimes, you know, when Satan comes, you know, he, he tries to come and he tries to come in like a flood. Sometimes God could allow him to be there or sometimes God could, could, could not allow him to be there. You know, as the Bible says, um, you know, when the enemy shall come like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Sometimes Satan comes and sometimes depending on the anointing or the protection or the spirit of God that is that is around you, sometimes the enemy will be able to stay there and fight and resist. Sometimes it depends on your faith. I mean, as, as spiritual warriors or spiritual warriors for Christ, it depends on, there's a lot of things, okay, that, that go into our lives as, as, as Christians that will let us be victorious. There's a lot of things that, that go into that. But, I mean, there's times when you realize that you'll be fighting battles and you will easily overcome. And there's other times where you realize that you're in a battle where, you know, it's getting tough. It, it has to do with a lot of things. It has, sometimes has to do with your spiritual life, the sin that is, that, that, that is in you, um, how holy you are, how much faith you have, how much trust you're putting in God, how much faith you have. Or, or it could be a trial that the Lord could, could be letting you go through. So it's a lot of things that, that you know, that determine how our spirits are or or how we get attacked or how much, you know, we suffer and go through all these things. But but the Lord has 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 helped me and trained me and let me understand um, you know, this way of of fighting spiritual battles that will allow you to, to always be victorious. To always be victorious. Yes, brothers and sisters. So depending on your spiritual lifestyle or or how much focus you have on the Lord, it it, it determines the victory that you have in the spiritual realm. Because I'm telling you, the presence of God, it is so strong, it is so great, it is so mighty that, you know, everything, you know, bows before the presence of God. Nothing can stand in the presence of God. You know, those times when, you know, sometimes you read the Bible and sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll realize that, you know, um, let's say some, sometimes, you know, people are able to stand in the presence of God. Or sometimes even in the book of Job, you see how Satan was even able to stand in the presence of God. It's because of what God allows and what God does not allow. There's times when God, okay, the Lord himself can let his presence be so strong because the Lord does, you know, he does what he wants. It's like sometimes, you know, he could allow his presence. It's like, you know, the Lord is in control of his presence and it's because, you know, he's the one that controls everything. If the Lord wants, he can let his presence to be so strong that nothing, absolutely nothing will be able to stand in his presence, that nothing will be able to get near him. Because when you read the book of Revelations, it says that, you know, the Lord 
it's when you read the book of Revelations, it talked about how, you know, um, in the breaking of the seals, around that time, that the Lord was so angry that, you know, the smoke of his anger, and it's like, let me get the scripture for you. Uh, as an example, in Revelation 15, 8, it says, And the temple was filled with smoke from glory, from the glory of God, and from his power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. So, I mean, as you can see here, it says that no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven seals were completed. So, but, you know, as it says also, too, in other parts of the Bible, there's times when you would see that, like in this book of Job, like Satan was, you know, he went before God. So, this is it. It's, it, it all depends on what God wants because, you know, God God's presence, it's not the same. God's presence is so diverse and so great. There's a presence of God, okay, that that a lot of people can stand, that we can all stand, that even he, God could even allow Satan, Satan to stand that presence. And there's a presence of God that if God wants, no one in the world can even stand it. Because, you know, God decides to let his presence, the power of his presence, he, he, he changed, because sometimes when I see the Lord, I see, sometimes when I see Jesus, sometimes I see him in different levels of his power, different levels of his glory. There's times when I'd see Jesus when I could see him, I could see what he's wearing. I could see his robe. I could see his face. I could see his eyes and his hair. I could see what he's wearing. But there's times when I would see Jesus and, and he would be shining so brightly. It was like he would, Jesus would be so bright. His eyes would just be glowing like gold. Like, like, like I see this immense light coming out of his eyes. I see his, his body just glowing. So there's different levels of glory of God. And as you, as you could see, as the Bible, as I use these scriptures to explain. So there's times when God's glory, it's, let's say, God, you know, he makes it, let's say, moderate. So that, depending on what he wants, you know, depending on what God wants, God can let his glory be, be moderate. So that, you know, we can all stand in his presence. So that, because if, God, because if God's presence was overwhelming and was so strong, no one would be able to stand. So sometimes, depending on his will, because... He he allowed some sometimes like in the time of Job he allowed, you know Satan to test Job. So what was so what was happening is that you would see that he allowed, um. So it's like he allowed Satan to come into his presence, and Satan did not tremble, and Satan was, I, I mean Satan did not. Well, the Bible said Satan came and Satan was in his presence. So, you know Satan was like Satan was there and Satan was able to you know do what he, you know, do what the Lord allowed him to do. But remember, there's times that, you know, God's presence is so great that everything trembles, everything falls, everything gets, everything breaks. Like, there's times when God's presence gets so strong that no one can stand. Like, in this time of the book of Revelation, his presence was so strong that the Bible says no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues. So the Bible said no one. So it means no one, not even Satan, could even enter God's presence at this time. So it all depends on, you know, what God wants. Because God, He's the power. He controls all power and all glory. And His glory, He could change it. He could let His His presence and His glory be so strong that no one can contain it, that no one can touch it, that no one could even come near Him, that no one could even see Him if He wants to, or he could let his presence be so gentle and, you know, not as strong so that we can come close to him. So it depends on how God, you know, exactly what God wants. And that's the same, that's the same way it is in our lives.
as we have the Holy Spirit in us, as we see God, you will realize that there will, there will be times when certain things will happen to you. I mean, there's times when, um, because one thing that the Lord is letting me understand is that depending on how strong His presence is in you, certain things will happen to you or certain things will happen in you. But, you know, with God in heaven, He's the one that chooses or controls how strong His His you know, he's the one that controls how strong his presence gets or how strong his anointing is. But with us, we have to pray and seek him so that he will pour that strength of anointing or that strength of his power in us. Yes, yeah, so here in Job 1 verse 6, it says, One day the angels came to to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. So you could see that here is saying that, well, you know, Satan just came with them. And, you know, Satan was also there, and he also presented himself with the Lord. You know, that's what it says. It, I mean, it says that Satan came and presented himself with the, before the Lord. But this is in Job 1, verse 6. But I'm trying to get scripture to explain to people because I'm trying to explain something about the armor of God and the presence of God in our lives here. That's why I'm explaining this. Um, but here it says in Revelation 15, verse 8, And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed so in this time we could see that the bible says absolutely no one could enter the temple but in, in revelation 15 verse 8 but here in job 1 verse 6 it says one day the the angels came to present themselves before the lord and satan also came with them so it's showing that there's times when god's presence is different God's presence is not always the same. There's times when his presence is so is, is so strong, as it says in the book of Revelation 15, verse 8, that the Bible says no one can even enter the temple of God. No one can stand there. It said no one. In heaven, all the angels, all the saints, all the people in heaven, they were there. But the Bible says none of them could enter the temple until the seven plagues were finished because it was filled with the smoke from the glory of God. So as you can see, the glory of God, it has levels. At this level of God's glory, no one could stand it. So you could see that God has different levels of glory and different levels of power. So at this power or this glory or this level of God's glory that he was at in the book of Revelation 15 verse 8, the Bible says that no one could enter his temple. So I want you to understand that there's different levels of God's glory. There's a level that God has that absolute that absolutely if the Lord wants, absolutely no one will be able to get close to him. If he wants, he can let his presence be so great that no one will be able to get close to him or stand near him or stand before him. Or if he wants, he can let he can reduce his glory or let's say not let it be so strong so that even Satan can can stand before him because as it says here in Job's one servant it says that you know Satan came you know Satan came before um you know it says that Satan answered the Lord from roaming through throughout the earth going back and forth in it he came before the Lord and then said to the Lord I mean the Bible didn't really say Satan was trembling so I don't really know how he was whether he was trembling or not but then it looks like he just came he came to the presence of the Lord. So I, I don't really know exactly what was happening. I don't know whether Satan was trembling or not because the Bible didn't really give so much detail in this time. But it did say Satan was able to come into the presence of God. So I want you to know that this is because 
of the levels of because also want people to also understand that there's a level there's different levels of God's glory. There's a level of God's glory that He can appear to you and you'll be able to, to, to see him and be able to know what he's talking about and be able to stand in his presence. And there's a level, okay, that God has. That God can stand before you and you'll you'll just tremble. Like you won't even be able to stand. So I want you to understand this, that God has different levels of glory. And as you can see in the book of Revelation, it says that because his glory filled the place, no one could actually enter the temple. No one could actually enter the temple. So what am I trying to explain here? What I'm trying to say is this, is that the way there is different levels of God's glory, as we, as I just explained, it reflects in your life. So... And what I'm saying is that depending of the glory of God that is within you, depending of depending on the presence of God that you have in you, you're able to stand or fall. Satan is able to overcome you or fall or or you're able to overcome him. Depending on the presence or the glory of God that is in you. Demons are able to come before you and try to bring you down or they're scared of you and they when they see you they they, they flee from me because of the presence of God that is around you. So I want you to know that, you know, there's different blessings and different anointings and different levels. It's, it's not all the same. So I want you to understand that there's completely different levels. God does things very differently. And if he wants, he can let his presence be so great that the whole earth is just going to just just melt before him. He could do that if he wants to. But right now it's not the time yet. But he could do that if he wants to. So what I'm just trying to let all of you understand is, is that, you know, our God, His presence and His power is so great. And, you know, there's times when you can stand before Him, and there's times when you cannot. Like, in this time, but the time is coming, Revelations 15, verse 8, where no one is going to be able to stand in God's temple. You, you, no one's going to be able to get there. Because that's what the Bible says. The Bible says, no one. No one. Because that's how strong His glory was. So I want you to know that when you see God in a certain way, he can also give you this glory so that, you know, no demon, no evil can come against you because God is the greatest. He created everything and no, nothing can come against him. So when you see God and give God your all, there's a level that you could reach or there's a way that um, there's a way that your life could be or there's a way that God could pour out his spirit on you or there's a way that God could touch you that no one will be able to, no darkness, I mean, no evil. I mean, yes, brothers and sisters, all of us will be able to, you know, the people of God will be able to come near you. Things that are good will be able to come near you. But darkness will always flee from you because the light of God around you, it is so great, it is so strong that Satan has to stand so far. Because there's times, okay, I mean, there was times when the Lord is waking me up, there were times in my life where I would just pray and, you know, just seek the Lord just every day, just keep doing that. And then, you know, when you seek the Lord, His presence keeps pouring into you, and you become more and more like the Lord. And this is what happened to me one day. One day, it's like I and the Lord, it's like we, were, we just kept seeking the Lord. And, you know, we, I, I and my sister, we got really close to the Lord. And the Lord poured so much of His presence on us. And we could see that the glory of the Lord, that, that day, we saw the Lord, how the Lord poured His glory on us. 
And his presence was so strong. It's like everywhere I looked, there was God's glory. There was this brilliant, like, white light that was, like, almost blinding. It was so strong. And it was surrounding us. And it was it was surrounding us to, in, like, a huge expanse, in a huge air. The light was, was shining from within us outwards. And the light was surrounding us. And we could see that. I mean, and my sister, could, we could see that, you know, Satan couldn't come near to us. She was, my sister would tell me that Satan wants to come to us or try to bring us down. But because of the glory of God that is in us, we, were, we, we actually knew that Satan was very far away because he couldn't come near the glory of God that was around us. So my sister was telling me that she could see in the spirit that Satan wants to come against us, but he has to stand far because that's how it is like spiritually. There's a presence of God, okay? I tell you guys, that is so strong. That Satan cannot stand. It depends on what God wants. There's a presence of God that, well, you know, you know, Satan can stand. And there's a presence of God that Satan cannot stand. There are different levels of God's presence. You know, like how Satan stood in the presence of God in the, in, in the in book of Jesus. He could stand. But there's a level of God's presence that, as the Bible says in Revelation 15, verse 8, that absolutely no one, it says no one could enter. So when the Bible says no one, then it literally means no one. No one, not not even the angels, not Satan, no one could enter God's temple. So I want all of you to understand that there's levels of God's glory and God's presence. And depending on how much you seek Him, you receive a certain level of glory and a certain level of His anointing and a certain level of His presence. And that day, we were just, just seeking, seeking. We just kept doing it for weeks and weeks. And then that one day, the presence of the Lord just came wrong that we actually thought Satan couldn't come. One thing I've realized is that the more you seek God, if Satan is usually able to come in through you to attack you, then that this is one thing. This is one thing that the Lord has really. That's one thing that the Lord has taught me, is that it's because the presence or the glory of God in you. It's either it's it's either this. It's either the Lord is allowing you to be tested like Job. Maybe the Lord's allowing you to be tested by like Job. Or. Or. You're sinning, and when you sin, the protection and the glory of God on you leaves. It lifts off. Like it, it just it, it leaves you because when you open the door to sin, it's like you're rejecting the light, and the light will reduce. That's one thing I've realized. So, so usually, if one's one thing that the Lord has taught me, that during the times when you pray and you fast and you seek you seek the Lord a lot, there is this protection, there is this light that will come around you. That is so great and so tremendous that if Satan wants to get close to you, I'm telling brothers and sisters, this is, I mean, take this to the Lord. You will, you will realize that he can't, usually when he tries to come, he doesn't come that close. He always keeps a distance because the power of the Lord, the fire of the Lord, it doesn't allow him to get close because the Lord has a fire that is so strong, that is meant to burn Satan, that when that fire comes, Satan can't, Satan can't overcome that fire. Satan has to, he has to, he has to bow to that fire. He has to leave. Because that fire is the fire of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of God. It's the presence of Yahweh. So I want you to understand that there's different levels of presence and anointings of God. And if you want the anointing of God that or the presence of God, that will be on you. So that Satan will, will not be able to get close to you. Because there is, there is a presence of God that is like that. And the Lord has shown me this before. And I've seen it. I've seen it on different occasions. That there's different presence, there's different anointings, and there's different levels of God's anointing and fire. So that there's ones where 
Satan would just not be able to, to get near us. And I've seen this so clearly so many times. The Lord has let me witness this so many times. So I want all of you brothers and sisters to, you know, to when you seek God, you know, seek him with all your heart. Seek him with everything that you have. Put him first and do everything perfectly. Because when you seek God, you have to make sure that all those open doors are closed. You seek God the way He wants you to seek Him. I tell you, when you do that, everything in your life will change. Like, everything is going to change dramatically. Like, there's going to be such a great transformation There's in your spirit. I mean, there are times I would seek God and I would see that He would send angels, like, like, band, like angels to just surround me. It's like the angels would form like a 360, like, it's almost like a 360, like, um, like, let's say there's angels surrounding me and all around me. It's, I don't know how to explain it to you, but it's like every part of, like, every, like, my, like, my front, my back, my sides, like, northwest of me, northeast of me, um, southwest, southeast of me, like, every part of me, like, there's angels surrounding. That's one thing the Lord has let me understand, that there's a way that you can seek Him, that will allow Him to give you so much protection that a lot of struggles that you see that some people will go through, you won't go through them, you'll escape them because a lot of struggles and pains that we go through, it's because of Satan as we see in the book of Job. Um, I'm so sorry about that noise. Yes, um, a lot of struggles and a lot of pains, a lot of torment that we go through, it's because of Satan. So when Satan is not able to come, those torments, are, the pain and the struggles, they're not able to come. You're able to escape them because God is there with you. He's, he he helps you overcome. Because I've seen this. There are times when, you know, the presence of God will be so strong and be around me. And, you know, I thank God because sometimes the Lord gives gives it to me and then I would see that, Lord, I'm so I'm so thankful because I would see that Satan just can't come near me. I see that. I see that when he wants to come here, it's like he stands far. He stands far. Like he stands like a distance, like some some meters away from me. And I, and, I, and I would know that he, he can't come close. He has to stand far because there's a huge protection. God's hand is over you, and he won't let Satan come close. Unless the Lord allows him to, let's say, unless you're going to a test. But the Lord will let his angels take charge. He's going to send strong angels and such a strong protection that the devil will always be pushed back by the light. Because there's a light that the Lord has that Satan cannot stand. I mean, there's a presence that he has that, you know, Satan can stand, but there's a presence that he has that Satan cannot stand. I want you to understand that there's different levels of God's anointing. So, I mean, when someone sees that, you know, Satan was able to stand in God's presence in the book of Job, I don't want you to think that Satan can always stand in God's presence. Sometimes he can, but it's not all the time. There's times when Satan can stand in God's presence, depending on God's glory that he releases. But in this time, I tell you, even the angels could not even stand in God's presence. Even the angels that have been with God from the from you know from ever since God created them, they couldn't even stand. Because God can let his presence be so great that I tell you no one can stand because you know, is there anything too hard for God? Nothing is impossible for God. So if nothing is impossible for God, then certainly making his presence so great that nothing can stand in his presence. It's it's something that he can definitely do. So I want all of you to know that this is something that God can do. That he can let his presence be great. That demon, Satan, no one can come near him or near anyone who has that presence. Or he can let it be not normal so that, um, so that well, demons can come. So it depends. So I just want you to know that in your life, the amount of God God's glory that is in you, that allows demons to come or not to come, 
It depends on your spiritual life. I'm telling you, as a Christian, you have to make sure that you live a life that is all-rounded. Like, you can't be a partial Christian, because when you're a partial Christian, your light will not shine as bright. You know, the Bible says, let your light shine. It's like there's different levels of glory and different levels of anointing that Jesus wants to give all of us. And he wants to give all of you know, depending on the level that you're at, he wants to give you a certain level of anointing so that you can learn and so he can give you more. There's different things that God has for us. But everything that God has for us is normal, is, is, I mean, it's wonderful, it's great. But for everyone, there's a different level of anointing that God wants to give you because of where you've reached. Because, you know, God gives gives things to us. You know, he it's like, it was like we're children in school and we grow in God. And God gives us things at different, you know, like gradually, like he gives you at stage one and then you, you pass stage one, he gives you the next for stage two. It's like he gives you as you grow so that you can handle it because there's times when God could give you things that you might not be able to handle it because his anointing is so great. So he gives you what he knows you're ready for, what he knows you can handle. Yes, so I, brothers and sisters, I encourage you, when you live your life as a Christian, make sure that, you know, there's no open doors. And I'm going to go back to the armor of God. So what, what, I'm, what I was trying to initially say about the armor of God is this, that depending on how strong you are as a Christian, and depending on how strong your armor is, is like the glory of God in you is, is like, sometimes it's like a reflection of the protection that is around you, that is in you. So if you see God a lot, okay, there's a great glory of God around you, and your armor, your protection, it is so strong. It is so strong, brothers. There's a very strong, great protection that is, you know, that will be over you, and that will not allow Satan to, you know, to penetrate. Because sometimes Satan's able to penetrate, but not all the time. It's mostly as a result of us. It's mostly as as a result of us. Because there are times when I've seen that the devil is not able to get close. And there are times when I've seen that he's able to get close. And I've realized that it depends on the presence and it depends on the anointing of, of God. There's times when I see that he's able to really, you know, like come and, you know, try to do something. And I, I've realized that it, it's, it mostly depends on us because God has given us our lives. You know, He's he's made us. You know, he's given us the choice to, you know, to decide to do whatever thing it is that we would like to do with our lives. And it's it's up to us. We are the ones that open the doors or close the doors. And the Lord wants us to always close every door to sin. He doesn't want us to allow any sin to come near us. Because once you allow one sin and it could, it builds up and then you, you and then it's, it's like, it's hard to stop. It's like, and then it becomes an addiction. And then once, you know, becomes an addiction, Sin that gets fully grown turns into death, and then you eventually die. But sometimes when you're committing that sin, you might feel some happiness. And it's not because your spirit is happy. It's because your flesh is happy. Because the flesh is also like, it's like, as I said earlier, we're like two people in one. It's like, I, I don't want to get anyone confused by saying we're like two people in one. But the thing is, you know how the Bible says that the spirit fights against the flesh? The flesh and the spirit, they're they're Two, they have two dif- distinct spirits, okay, and they're and they're both of them are in us. We have the spirit, which is which the spirit of God, which is light, and there's also the flesh, okay, that is of darkness, that is of Satan, that is carnal, and the Lord wants us to fight our flesh. So it's almost like one person, but you're fighting an inner battle with two different people. It's like you're fighting yourself, but you're fighting yourself that is not in the image of God, that is not the true you. 
And so that's what I mean by two different people is like in you. It's like it's you, but you're fighting against your good side and your bad side. It's like it's like your good side is fighting against your bad side and your bad side is fighting against your good side. So it's like in one person there's always a battle going on between good and evil. And that's what I mean. Yes, brothers and sisters, in Ephesians six, verse ten it says, Finally be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Yes, you have to be strong in that strong presence of God. And it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. It says, for our struggles, not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark age, I mean this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when that day that day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Yes, brothers and sisters, I tell you, we really are fighting against, I mean, as most of you already know this. And as I said earlier, um, what will really help you really be able to overcome the enemy is making sure that you always have the armor of God on and making sure that you're living a holy life. I'm telling you, like, one thing that will make you strong is that you have to make sure that in your heart you close every door to sin and open every door to righteousness. You open up every door to everything that is good. In your heart, you have to make sure you hate sin and you love what is good, what is pleasing to God. Because one thing that I've known is that, I mean, you could pray, you could seek the Lord, but if you don't do it with a clean heart, if you don't do it with complete surrender and obedience, it's like you're, it's like you're doing it partially. It's like you're giving the Lord just part of your life and part of your heart. As you seek the Lord and as you worship God, you have to make sure that you, you worship Him with all your heart in totality and you give Him everything that you have. You don't just give Him a part of your life or you, you don't just give the Lord a part of your heart. You give Him everything, meaning you, you pray, you fast, you seek Him, but you also show love and you make sure that your heart is like His heart. You have a loving heart, you have a giving heart, and you love Him, and you reject all sin, you hate sin, you don't sin, because I'm telling you, when you pray, okay, and you fast, and you sin, it reduces the power so much, because one thing that I have realized is that when you fast and you pray, and when you seek the Lord, when you seek the Lord with holiness, you're able to get an open heaven, you're able to feel or experience the true presence of the Lord in such an amazing manner. I can't even tell you. But when you fast and seek the Lord with sin, it's like sin will prevent you from experiencing the full presence of God. And it will make you unclean. And you could, it's like, it makes you like, it prevents you from going spiritually. And you could even go back into losing your salvation and go back into being a sinner. So sin is like darkness. That will try to prevent and block you from experiencing or receiving the light. So as you live your Christian lives, it's very important that you reject them because repenting and actually changing, turning away from your wicked ways and not repeating them anymore is a huge part of becoming ready as a bride. It's not just about, you know, not, um, it's not just about, um, you know, maybe not, uh, it's, it's not just about, um, praying and fasting it's a lot more about your heart because your heart it's like it's what god looks at when you pray because you know the bible talks about how you know some people will just 
speak with their mouths and in their hearts they're empty. With God, it's more about your heart. He doesn't care about, I mean, to Him, He cares more about, you know, your heart than your actions. Because some people act, but, you know, there's a lot of hypocrites and pretenders around. The Lord is not looking for that. He's looking at your heart. So just make sure that your heart is a heart that God will get pleased at when He looks at and when you seek God, the more you seek God and you do what is right, your heart will change. I mean, there's times when the Lord has shown me how our hearts become. I mean, there's times when the Lord will give me visions of, like, a golden heart, a golden big heart. And she's showing me that that's a very pure, beautiful heart. You know, for, you know, when you seek the Lord, um, it's like your, the, the spirit of your heart will just turn into something that's very beautiful. There's other times when he would show me, like, a clear heart. A heart that like like a crystal heart, a heart that's like clear and transparent, and he shows me that that's the heart that he really loves and he really admires, and that's what he wants. You know, that's what he wants. It makes him happy when you have that heart, a heart that is just willing to just obey the Lord and just to trust the Lord and and just to do whatever the Lord says he wants. You will do. That is the heart that the Lord wants. Yes, brothers and sisters, as I said earlier, as I I. As I said earlier, a while ago in the Lord's Hour, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again. There was this time where, you know, I told the devil doesn't really care when. He, he, he attacks any time, just any time. And there was this time when I was, I mean, I was about to take a shower in the bathroom. And then suddenly, it's like I saw that this demon just appeared there. And, and I'm telling you, the Lord is just so faithful. He is so wonderful and he's so amazing. Like whenever you call upon him. It's like he comes, and when he comes, he comes with a presence that the devil cannot stand. Like, you know, he comes with a presence that will chase the devil away. Because, you know, the Bible says that, you know, you know, the light, you know, is, is, you know, the darkness, you know, can never comprehend the light. The light is so great. And I'm telling you, when, when you call upon the Lord, when you need him, I mean, this, this time when I called upon the Lord, he came with the presence that Satan could not stand. And I was about to take a shower, and, you know, I saw this demon that came. This demon was, wasn't really that tall. He was, like, about human height, maybe about 5'8". He was, like, slightly fat, and the demon looked naked. The demon wasn't wearing anything. It was black. It had these black horns, really awful-looking faces. Skin looked burnt. Skin looked black. And, like, skin looked really burnt and black and really ugly legs and really awful-looking creature. But it was, like, a... It was almost like a very, very, um, really, you know, really awful looking, <laughs> yeah, creature. And this thing just appeared, this creature just appeared out of nowhere. It came through the back of the wall, came right through the door. The door's closed, but you know, demons, they could go through walls. They could go through stuff. And the demon just went through the wall and just came right in through, into the, ba in into the bathroom. And, you know, I prayed. And when I prayed, oh, wow, it was amazing. It's like, when you have the Holy Spirit, it's like you have a powerhouse in you. It's like you have a whole arsenal. It's like you have a whole storehouse of weapons locked in you. It's like when you have the Holy Spirit, you have all the weapons that you need. Because, you know, how the Bible says, our weapons are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. The Lord showed me this so clearly. Because I could see when I prayed, oh, wow, oh, what's the, it was like, like the battle, the battles that go on in the Spirit. They're much, much more glorious and they're much, much greater than the battles that we see physically. Because the battles that go on in the spirit, they manifest God's presence. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's the manifestation of God's power. And when you see God's power fighting for you, I'm telling you, it's so amazing. It's like, it's the best. You know, people see action movies and they see people fighting. If you've seen spiritual battles, like in the heavens, they're much, much more 
Like, I know people like to watch, like, movies where, I mean, or people like to see, you know, like, fightings and stuff happening. But but I tell you, when the Lord fights for you, it's one of the most beautiful things that you could, you, you could, you could ever put your eyes on. When the Holy Spirit moves and fights and defends His children, I am telling you, it is so beautiful. I mean, as I was praying, I saw how it's like the power of God in me was just manifesting. And I saw how fire, it was like a river of fire. It was like liquid fire. I don't know. It's not, it wasn't really like lava or magma. It was like fire, but it was like liquid. I mean, this was, it was very different. It was like fire that moves like water, but it's not lava. You know, lava is like molten. It's, it's not really, it's not like the liquid fire I'm talking about. But this, I'm telling you, it's like, this, I'm telling you, it's like literal fire, but it, it was like liquid. And I saw the Holy Spirit just, I was praying, and like, the Holy Spirit in me just took over. Because, like, you know, the Bible says, when enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And this word, that, that is so true. I saw how the Holy Spirit just began to pour fire through my mouth. Because, you know, he lives in us. When he lives in you, it's like you have, when the Holy Spirit lives in you, you have all the power in the universe living in you. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit, he's all power because he's God. And he lives in you. So, whatever it is that you need, or whatever help you need, whatever whatever situation you find yourself in, God is so victorious and he could easily overcome that for you. And as I was praying, I could see the power of the Lord. I was just pouring. I was just pouring through my mouth. The fire of the Lord was just pouring through my mouth and it was just spreading like liquid. And it was just pouring on the floor. And not that alone. It was amazing. Like, I saw swords. I haven't seen that many swords before in real life. But this was like in the spirit. And I saw like hundreds of swords. I can't count them. There were so many swords. That the whole, that just appeared out of nowhere. The Holy Spirit just let these swords just appear. And these swords began to dance around me. They began to form like levels. Like there was a, I saw the first level and I saw the second level of swords. And these swords were just going around me. They were all spinning, like dancing around me. And all while I saw this demon was terrified for his, for his life. And this demon just ran out of the room. He just ran out. And this demon was so scared and he ran out. And I was so thankful to the Lord. I was praising the Lord. I was really grateful. I was so grateful to the Lord. I thank the Lord so much. And you know, I'm so happy because the Lord is, is so victorious and so great and so mighty. And His power is just, you know, is just indescribable. I saw how His power was just so great. And, you know, it, it easily overcame the enemy. And like the demon just, the demon just ran, and I saw how he was running, and I saw he was running, and I was, you know, I was giving glory to God. I was so thankful, and I saw how, you know, how powerful it is, how powerful the Holy Spirit is that is in us, and how I encourage all of you to have the Holy Spirit in you, and you know, to exercise the Holy Spirit because there's levels of anointings that the levels of glory that the Holy Spirit has, that you know, that He releases them. And it has a lot sometimes to do with your faith and have and sometimes a life you live with. When you live a very holy life, you allow the Holy Spirit to take over you more. Like the Holy Spirit possesses you more when you live a holy life. It's like he's able to work through you and move through you and do his will through you much, much more easier when um, you live a holy life than when you don't. So he's able to take over you more when you when you allow him to. When you live a holy life. And, you know, I'm going to continue with the armor of God. As it continues, it says, in, as, as I mean, I'm sorry, as it, con, as it continues, um, as, as the book of Ephesians 6, 
from verse um, 14 continues. It says, Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, and the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Yes, the Lord has the Lord was showing me and letting me understand these things are real things that we get in the Spirit. I've I've seen the armor of God and the Lord has shown this to me a lot of times in the Spirit. And he actually gives it to us. And it's a real armor. It's like it's like metallic. It's like a metal helmet it's like um it's like a metal there's different armors and there are different garments that the lord gives us and i'm telling the garments there's different ones and they're so beautiful um there's like i mean i remember like one of the first times that i saw myself receive the armor of god or i saw the armor of god coming on me <laughs> okay well on this day when i saw it i was really happy and <laughs> it was for me i i laughed because i was so thankful to the lord and I mean, it was a little surprising, and it was a little, like, um, it, it made me happy, and it made me laugh a lot that day, because the first time I, I saw, because the first time I saw myself, like, in the arm of God, that was when I was around, like, maybe around 15, so I was quite small, I was young, and then it was, like, the reason why, the main reason why I, 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 I it was funny, like, it wasn't funny, but I was so thankful, and I laughed, because I saw that I was, like, you know, I was small, it was, like, I was, small and I wasn't that tall when I was that young so I was small and then I would see myself like in this armor I would see my the armor was the armor that I received around that time it was gold and white it was like I was wearing this garment that was like gold but I was like white but it had gold and arm on top of it like what I could remember that it was gold and white and I would see myself walking around the house and in the spirit I'd be wearing this armor and I mean to me sometimes I would laugh because I was like so small I was like I was like I was just like this small little kid, and I had this huge armor. Like the armor that the Lord was ga- the Lord gave me, it was really big. It was not like small armor. It was big armor, and I was like this. Sh- I was like short, <laughs> you know. I was like a short little. I was like a small boy that had like like big armor. And sometimes when I when I saw myself like wearing that, sometimes I would, you know, I was so thankful. But I would also I would also sometimes laugh, and I would be really happy that the Lord would give me something like that. And but then it was I was I would also laugh sometimes because it was you know it was like I was small wearing like big armor so like the how I'd look and like I was like wow <laughs> I would I would laugh sometimes but I was so thankful to the Lord because I was like a small a small like I was a small person wearing like big armor and like I and I could see this armor and it was so beautiful I, I could see the helmet I could see the shoulder pads I could see the boots I could. See I could see everything. I could see, I could see like like the armors, and there's different armors. I could see that the Lord would be giving the Spirit as I would be praying and be seeking the Lord. I would see that the armor would 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 be changing, and I would see this armor that would come up upon me, and that would you know would be like a shield that would protect me. And even my sister would tell me that she would see that the Lord would give her a sword, and this sword would be on her back as as she would sleep, she would see that the Lord would give her the sword. And this, and it's like the Lord would use the sword to protect her at times. So it's like as you pray and you seek the Lord, you may not see this physically, but I tell you, in the spiritual world that is much, much more realer than even the physical world, world, these things exist. These demons will come against us, and we need the armor. When you have that armor, 
it helps you to easily overcome. It makes you it makes you stronger as a warrior. When you fight in the spiritual realm, it's like your attacks and your blows are much much more powerful. And it's like when the devil tries to attack you or to bring you down, it's not so easy for him because you're covered by the armor of God and by the blood of Jesus. And what I was understanding was that, as it says, the belt of truth buckled around your waist. I would realize that, you know, all the things that these... I would realize that all the things that, you know, the armor would represent, or the armor would say, like the that... You know, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, all these are things, these are attributes of God that God wants us, you know, to, to exercise or to live by. You know, the belt of truth, what I would realize is that the more that I would live truthfully or I would, you know, you know, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the light. He's the only truth. And the more you would live, let's say, you would live a life that was truthful. You would live a life that was more centered around Jesus, that was more focused around Jesus. The armor would intensify and the armor would be stronger. It says that the breastplate of righteousness, the more that I would realize that I would live a righteous life, I would do everything that is, that I, I would do things that were more righteous. I would do things, I would, I would try to, you know, allow, I would try to allow the righteousness of God to move through me. I would try to allow God's will to be done in my life. The more I would realize that I would do this, the more and more that I would begin to understand that you know, the arm of God would increase and would intensify and would become stronger and stronger and stronger in me and 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 it's like within me and around me. So as I'm telling you, all these things that the armor represents, like, you know, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, you know, the feet fitted with the you know, readiness, you know, to speak the the goodness of peace. The more these things are things that you will actually gain in your spirit, you know, when you pray for them, but also when you actually Live them. When you live a life that, you know, that is, you know, surrendered to God's righteousness, that would, you know, practice righteousness more often. When you live a life that would work out its salvation, you know, with fear and trembling more and more. When you live a life where, you know, you know, you, 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 you learn the word of God, you study the word of God, you focus on the word of God. When you practice all these things that the armor of, the armor of God is or represents, the more it increases, the more you, you become strengthened, because this is the reality of it. The more you have faith, the more your faith grows. Remember, the Bible says that, you know, in Ephesians 6, the shield of faith. And it's like the more you exercise faith, the more your faith grows, the more your shield of faith will grow and will increase and will intensify, the more your protection will increase. So that is it. So these. So when you when you look at the armor of God, don't just look at it as, um, well, I'm gonna pray for these things and then that's it. No, you pray for these things, but there's a key to actually having the armor of God grow and become very strong in you. Because as I said earlier, there's different levels of God's glory, um, you know, in different Christians, and you know how to get you know very high strong levels of God's glory so that. Satan would not be able to stand in your presence. Because, I mean, there are times when I would pray and I would seek the Lord and Satan would come. But as I would begin to ask the Lord and I would begin to ask him to, to just pour out more of his presence, Satan would not be able to stand in the presence of God that was around me. Satan would have to leave. So there's different levels of God's 
presence. There's a strong, very, very strong presence that when that presence comes or when that anointing comes, Satan has to just get out. He, he can't stay there. And there's a strong presence that, and, and there's another presence that sometimes God will allow Satan to stand as, and be there as we just read in the book of, of Job, as Satan was also there amongst, I mean, amongst the, son, the sons of God. But I want you to know that depending on the life that you live, the presence of God is stronger in you. I mean, there are times when God will still allow Satan to come. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are times when the Lord could allow him to come depending on, let's say, what you're going through. You could go through a trial or a test. And, you know, the Lord could allow Satan to come. The Lord could, you know, depends on what the Lord wants. But mostly, sometimes, if he's coming... It's mainly because there's open doors. Because one thing I have, the Lord has really taught me a lot, is that when you usually close all those open doors and you, 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 you do your best and you give God everything, His presence gets so strong that He doesn't allow Satan to come. It's like when Satan comes, you could see that the presence of God around you, it's so strong, it's so great that He, he can't come. God lets His angels protect you. It's like you're fully surrounded to God. God surrounds you with His presence. God surrounds you with His anointing, and He doesn't allow anything. Because there are times when I prayed and I sought God, and I see that God would take me to places in the Spirit where I would see that His presence was so strong. And the presence of Satan, the power of Satan was nothing. And the power of Satan was like an, like the power of an ant. Like, Satan's power was nothing. So it all depends on... You know, the presence of God that you allow into your life, the presence of God that you allow to manifest in your life, and, and how do you allow a strong presence of God in you, and how do you get a strong armor of God that will, that will prevent you from getting a lot of attacks, is by, you know, doing everything that the armor of God represents. You know, by doing to the full everything that the armor of God represents. Like, as it says, you know, the armor of God, you know, the helmet of salvation represents your salvation. So the Bible says, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You work it out with all that you have. You pray, you fast, you do all you can so that you secure your salvation tightly with all the effort and with all the strength you have. When you will do this, you will realize that, you know, the arm of God that is around you and the salvation helmet that is on you, you will realize that it will become thicker and tougher and stronger because the power of God will increase upon you. You know, the the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. I'm telling you, the is like the word of God, it is the sword of the spirit. What it is is that you have to let you have to grow in the Holy Spirit. You have to let the Holy Spirit speak through you. You have to study the word of God. You have to let the word of God fill your spirit. Because the more you let the Holy Spirit fill you, because the Holy Spirit is the word of God, the more you let the Holy Spirit live and dwell in you, the more you let the Holy Spirit possess you and take you over. I've realized that when you pray, it's like the sword of the Spirit, I'm telling you, it, it's so sharp and so strong, and you're able to you're able to produce so many swords of the Spirit. Because I've prayed and I've seen how, as like, it's like, when I pray, especially sometimes when I pray and I pray, and maybe pray in the Spirit, I pray in tongues, or I allow the Holy Spirit to just pray through me, or I pray with Scripture, I would see the words of God. I would see the words, which is like I would see swords in the spirit just darting. So many of them, some, I, I, within a second or a minute, they would just be darting, just shooting, shooting, shooting out of my mouth. Other times, I would just see them manifesting and just cutting things. Sometimes I see them, you know, just you know, fighting. I see the sword just moving. It's like the word of God. It's like 
the more you let the the word of God fill you, the more you're able to produce what the word of God will manifest. So the more you let the Holy Spirit fill you up, and the more you study and you study and learn the word of God, and you let the word of God fill you, and you become, you know, you 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 get filled with the Spirit of God and the word of God. When you pray, or when you speak, the word of God is your weapon, and it's like it's so powerful. And it's so great, and it's able to cut down and to destroy so many attacks of the enemy. Like, as I was praying that day when, you know, I've, I've been in warfare on so many different occasions, and different occasions, I've seen how the Spirit of God would manifest in so many different kinds of weapons and swords to cut down the enemy. So many different powerful weapons that the enemy would not be able to stand. I've seen swords, I've seen him come down as fire i've seen him shoot arrows i've seen him shoot like spears of light against the enemy powerful mighty weapons i've seen him shoot things like bombs bombs that would just blow up the works of satan that would consume and bring down the works of satan and all these things are weapons that you know that the holy spirit will manifest to overcome the enemy and that would you know that is so powerful and one thing i realized is that the weapons you know, the weapons that we have, they also become more powerful. Because as I'd pray, I would see, you know, weapons, like simple, like I'd see swords. Over time, swords would change to something else, like more swords. One thing that the Lord has let me understand is that the Holy Spirit is a spirit that grows. And He grows in us. And it's like when the Holy Spirit lives in us, He increases in us, you know. You know, the Lord is everlasting and his he's like his power is just indescribable. But one thing that he's also let me understand is that his spirit will increase and rise in us as we keep seeking him, as we keep fasting and as we keep praying. And I have learned that, you know, as you keep giving your life to God, the spirit of God increases in you and I and, and I see that over time. The weapons that I would get, they would increase. The weapons would just keep increasing and the weapons would become stronger and stronger and they would be able to tear down more more works of Satan, more demons, they'll be able to destroy more demons. It's like there's times where it's like the more I would pray and do spiritual warfare, the more it would let's say get easier for me. It's like the more you pray and seek God, it's like spiritual exercise. Your spirit gets so strong, like very, very, very strong, that the demons that you fought yesterday, the next day they become like nothing to you. It's like you can easily deal with them. That's what happens when you do a lot of spiritual warfare. When you keep doing it, I'm telling you, like, if you get the time, try to just, you know, give give yourself, let's say if it's a month or if it's weeks, just dedicate that time to God and just try to pray and learn to grow in spirit and try to give yourself, like, let's say a month in just spiritual warfare and pray and just dedication to God and try to maybe spend just... I don't know, maybe if on your holiday, on your vacation, on your time off, or even if it's just a week, because I know that some people don't have time because, you know, they have to keep working to take care of their family. But let's say as much as you can, just give yourself a schedule and dedicate yourself to just, you know, giving God, let's say, just five hours every day in deep prayer. You would see how much your spirit will grow and just change. You would see that over time your spirit will strengthen and intensify, your gift will intensify. The power and the ability of God in you to break down yokes and to destroy the works of Satan would intensify, and you'd realize that the the spiritual battles at the beginning they might be they would be maybe a little hard or they would be hard depending on I don't know, depends on what you go through, 
but at the beginning, sometimes it might be a little hard because you're you're trying to get used to it. But I tell you, it's always easier towards the ending because the more you do it, the more you you keep praying and seeking God. Like it gets easier towards the ending. That's one thing that I mean. I have I have I have exp- I personally experienced that. It's like the more that you seek God, I mean, testings will increase. Testings will get harder. Will get harder. But what I realized, I learned in spiritual warfare, was that I was like, as I'll keep praying, it's like, and just not stop. And it's like, you know, I kept it constant every day. Just keep praying and keep fasting every day. What would happen was that I would realize that I'll keep getting stronger and stronger. And the demons that I fought yesterday, um, the next day, they would be easier to deal with. They, won't, they wouldn't be as strong. I would, there was, let's say, I would, I would, with less effort, I could defeat them than previously and until it reaches the point where maybe you might even have to face lucifer himself but even lucifer the lord let help me to oh, help me to you know i i the lord let me let me to do spiritual warfare against him one day and he showed up and the first day that i did spiritual warfare it was it wasn't the easiest warfare for me to do it was i actually needed a lot of help and a lot of strength from the lord i needed so much from the lord to actually complete that battle but the second time or the third or the fourth time it became so easy for me. Like warfaring against like Lucifer, the Holy Spirit had given me so much experience and strength from that first time that it got easier. So whenever I'd feel like he was trying to show up or trying to bring me down in any way, the Lord would just let me do warfare. And the Lord would easily just just overcome and he would flee instantly, so quickly, like all the time. And it was just, it was getting easier. Although trials were increasing, but what I was realizing that my spirit, the Lord was strengthening my spirit. So, it was like whatever demon would come, or as many demons that would come, the Lord would let my spirit be stronger so that I could overcome all these demons. Because it was like I was exercising my spirit. And my spirit was growing stronger and stronger as a spiritual warrior. And that was that is what happens as you seek the Lord in spirit and in truth. You will realize that your spirit will be growing. Your spirit will be increasing. You will realize that especially spiritual warfare battles that involve praying and praying in the spirit, you will realize that one thing that I have read, they will get easy the more the more the more you do them, the more they get easier. And what I realize is that the devil when he tries to come against you spiritually and he sees that well he's coming against you spiritually through, you know, spiritual warfare and and, and in spiritual warfare you always overcome him, he's gonna use another tactic. Because he knows that you defeat him spiritually in spiritual warfare what he's going to do is he's going to try to use your circumstance or the environment that you're in or the people that are around you. He's going to use either the people that are around you. If you're in school or if you work in a place, because he can't get to you spiritually, like he can't really get to you directly. When he comes to you and, and spiritually, you're always able to defeat him in warfare. So he won't come. So it's like what it is, he's not going to come like that anymore. He's going to come through another means. So that is why as you need to constantly pray for wisdom so that you can predict the devil's moves because when you pray a lot, the devil, will, the Lord will show you. He will tell you what the devil is about to do. He'll tell you what the devil is planning because he knows. So what you, will, so the Lord will tell you this is what the devil wants to do. So he'll tell you pray against this so that it won't happen, because the Lord will, will show you exactly the plans of Satan. And the Lord will teach you and help you to pray to overcome them, so that they do not happen. Because if the devil comes against you head on, and you know spiritually it's like you're praying and the fire of God is so strong that it always overcomes him, then he will try to come against you through people, 
through people that have opened doors, through your family, through your friends, through your sisters and brothers, sometimes even through brothers and sisters in Christ that have opened doors, that have not closed their open doors. Satan will use them to attack you. Or Satan could even try to use, could try to use, let's say, if it's your job, he'll try to use your job. If it's anything, but that's what he's going to do. If he can't try to use you, if God doesn't give him permission, like Job, to come to use you yourself, he's going to try to use people around you. Or if he doesn't, you know, like God gave, you know, James permission to, you know, to track him with sickness and all these things. But when you pray so much, the protection of God around you is so great that Satan, he won't be able to give you sickness. He can't. So when he can't do this, and if God doesn't give him permission to do it, then he's going to use other means. He's going to keep setting traps. He's going to try to use people. He's going to try to use what you see. He's going to try to use the people you know, the people you talk to, to bring you down. So that's why you you have to keep remaining in warfare and in prayer. So the Lord will tell you, well, Satan is going to try to use this person to bring you down. This person is going to try to do this against you. This is what's happening. And you'll see the Lord telling you. Um, he tells you in different ways, sometimes in dreams, because there's been so many times where the Lord has spoken to me in dreams, and he has let me understand what the devil was trying to do against me through people. And he has let me understand this in so many ways. Yes, brothers and sisters, so I want all of you to learn to, you know, to to trust in the Lord and to really have a strong armor and to be spiritually strong because we're fighting against the devil who's really real. We're fighting against, you know, evil wickedness in high places. There's really something that we're fighting against. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't take it serious. A lot of people think we're not really fighting against much. We're just like everything is fine. We don't there's nothing to worry about. But as long as you're living on this earth, you can't be complacent. Because you know the Bible says the devil goes around I mean goes around to and for like a roaring lion, you know, seeking whom he may devour. And if you allow him to devour you, he will. So please make sure that you don't give yourself any open doors. You close every open door. So right now we're gonna we're gonna spend the next few minutes just praying again and asking the Lord to fill our hearts with His presence and to strengthen us to cover all of us with the armor and you know to help us grow in the armor because that's one thing He let me understand that we grew, we, we also grow in the armor the armor increases as you know the armor is not just the same it's like the armor will increase and it's like we become stronger it's like there's times when I'd pray and I'd see that. It's like the Lord would upgrade, let's say, the armor that I have. It's like things would be changing in the spirit. Sometimes I would see diamonds and jewels and stones that would fall on the armor that the Lord had given me. I would see like different stones just falling, like sometimes on the shoulder pads that that the Lord had given me. Yes, yes. The, I mean, the armor that the Lord gives me, yes, I had, he gives me shoulder pads too. Like, you know, an armor has a lot of parts about it. Sometimes I see some armor, sometimes some of them look like, I mean, some of them are so beautiful. They look very different. Some of them look like, some of them are very different. But the armors, like, they're very, very different kinds of armor. Some of them, you might, some of them look like a knight, like a knight's armor, similar but different. Some of the armors do look like a Roman soldier's armor, but also very different. Like, they're similar to, like, a Roman soldier's armor, and especially the, the, the shoulder pads look very similar. Um... And, but some of them too are like a knight armor, like yes, there's very like there's there's parts of the armor that the Lord has shown me 
that that are probably not even they're not really mentioned in this part of the book of Ephesians. But I've seen parts of the armor that I've seen like shoulder pads and things like in probably different parts. Yeah, it's like there's there's a there's a lot is like that the Lord has for us. There's a lot of garments and a lot of blessings that the Lord wants to give us. As you seek Him, you you begin to receive more and more of these things. But we're just gonna pray shortly for the Lord to you know strengthen all of us and to bless us with more of His armor. Yes, brothers and sisters, we're about to pray right now, and I want all of you to open your heart. And I want all of you to to ask God to just pour and just to 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 release that armor. Ask Him because the Bible says, "Whatever thing it is that we ask, if we believe, we'll receive." So just open up your heart to receive the armor of God that the Lord wants us all to receive. Father God, in Jesus' holy name, I commit all of us into your hands, O Lord. Father God, I pray to forgive all of us of all of our sins. And Father God, cover all of us with the armor of God, O Lord Jesus. Cover all my brothers and all my sisters with the armor of God. And Lord Jesus, help us to grow and help help our armors, Father God, to be strengthened and to increase, Father God. O Jesus, help us to grow in you. Oh, Father God, help us to grow and help us to increase in you, Lord. Let your will be done in all of us. Use us for your glory, O God. Refine all of us. Deliver us, Father God, from all that you want us to be delivered from in Jesus' name. Oh God, I pray that you would use all of us for your glory. Oh Lord Jesus, heal our hearts, heal our souls, heal our minds, heal our spirits, Lord God. I pray that in the name of Jesus that you would minister to every single one of us and that your will would be done in all of us. Oh Father God, bless all of us with the arm of God in Jesus' name. Oh Father God, I pray that Father, you bless all of us with the shield, with the shield of faith, oh Lord Jesus. Help us, Father God, to increase in faith. Bless my sisters and my brothers. Bless all of us, Father God, with a renewed faith, Father God. Let all of us increase in faith. Oh God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, they bless, Father God, all of us with the helmet of salvation. Help us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling and help all of us to increase, Father God, Lord Jesus, to increase Lord Jesus, the salvation that you poured into us, Father God. Help us, Father God, to strengthen that salvation that you've given to us, Father God. Help us to make it to make it more assured, Father God. Help us, Father God, to complete and to be to be made perfect. Lord Jesus, in your salvation, lacking nothing in Jesus' name. Oh Lord God Almighty, I pray that bless all of us, Father God, Lord, with wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Bless all of us with your love and your understanding, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus, they bless all of your people, Father God, with the belt of truth, Father God. Help us to live in your truth. Help us to live a life that is truthful, Father God. Help us to live a life, Father God, that has no fear. A life that is not disobedient. A life that is not prideful. Father God, help us, Father God, to be filled with your truth. Deliver all of us from all that is all that is all that is not truthful. All that is sinful, all that is not of you, all that is that is against your will for us, all that is against your plan and purpose for us. Oh God, I pray to deliver all of us from all that is not of you, Father God, fill us with your truth in the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, I pray to cover all of us with the armor of God, oh Lord Jesus, everyone that is listening, everyone under the sound of my voice, oh God, from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. Oh Lord, cover all of us with the armor of God in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, I pray that you cover all of us, Father God, with your armor, oh Lord Jesus. Shima rima, shima rima, Oh Father God, 
God, I pray that in Jesus' name they'd cover all of us, Father God. Oh, Father God, bless all of us with your armor, Father God, in Jesus' name. Oh, with the boots which represent the readiness to speak your good news of peace. Oh, Lord, with the sword of the Spirit, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, cover all of us with the armor of God in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your word. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your love. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your blessings. Jesus, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for your loving kindness. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for your tender mercies. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for your goodness. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for your righteousness. I thank you that you love us. I thank you for your armor that you blessed us with. Oh, God, I thank you for your blessings that are being poured into our hearts. Oh, God, I thank you for your blessings that are being poured into, into our spirits. Oh, Father God, deliver all of us from all the works of Satan. Break the works of Satan that are in our hearts. Father, you see and you know all that the enemy is planning against us. Oh, Father God, cause all of our foes to be put down. Oh, put all of our enemies to shame. Father God, all that is being plotted against us, break it right now. Oh, God, destroy right now in Jesus' name. Father, for your worship, overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Oh, Jesus, I pray thee forgive all of us of all of our sins. Oh, Jesus, I pray thee make everything new. Oh, Father God, remove all the evil and all the sin that is in us. All that Satan has planned against us, break it right now. Oh, Father God, all the darkness that is in us, remove it in Jesus' name. I bind all demons that are coming up against us and I cast them all into hell in Jesus' name. I reverse every work of Satan. I reverse every work of Baal and Jezebel. I cut down all works of witchcraft against us with the blood of Jesus. Oh, God, for your words that overcame in by the blood of the Lamb and the words of the testimony. I push all darkness back. I push all works of Satan back into the pits of all now in the name of Jesus. Father God, rain down your fire. Father God, rain down your fire. Consume the works of Satan against all of us now in Jesus. Oh, Father God, make everything new. Renew all of us. Renew all of our hearts. Renew our spirits. Oh, Father God, deliver all of us from all that we need to be delivered from. All evil that is in us, remove it in the name of Jesus. Make everything new. Remove the works of Satan. Break the works of Satan. Break the yokes of Satan. Father God, pour your spirit upon all my brothers and all my sisters. Father God, cause all of them to know you. Oh, Father God, I pray that your will will be done on all of them in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, cover all of them with the armor of God. Cover them with the armor of God. Oh, Father God, forgive us of all of our sins. Oh, Jesus, make everything new. Pour out your spirit and your anointing. I rebuke every demon. I command every demon to leave now in Jesus' name. I break the works of Satan. Now I come against all you demons with the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them in the name of Jesus. I break and I cancel. I tear down all the works of Satan against all my brothers and all my sisters now in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, rain down your angels to protect and to shield all my brothers and sisters. Let your will be done, oh God. Fill all of us with your Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, speak to us, minister to us, oh Lord. Let your will be done in us in Jesus' name. Oh Father God, I pray bless my brothers and my sisters and that you lift all of us high and they cover all of us with the arm of God. Whatever sickness, whatever darkness, whatever evil that is against us. Oh Father God, break and remove it now in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, I bless your holy name, oh God. I thank you for all that you have done. Oh Jesus, I bless you for all that you're doing and all that you're about to do. Oh Father God, pour your spirit upon us. Oh God, make everything new, make everything new in our lives. Oh Lord, forgive us of our sins. 
Father God, use all of us for your glory, O God. Oh, break the works of Satan against us. Whatever darkness that is coming against us, O God, destroy it down in the name of Jesus. O God, consume the works of Satan against us. Oh Lord, I thank you so much. I pray that you'd bless my brothers. I pray that you'd deliver my sisters. I pray that you'd heal them all. You'd heal all of us. You'd heal all of us. Oh, worthy, 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 the lamb that was sacrificed. Oh, Jesus, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you so much, Father God, for your tender mercies. I thank you so much for your compassion and the care that you have for all of us. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. Oh, Jesus, I bless your wonderful, glorious name. Oh, Jesus, there is no one like you, Jesus. All the glory and all the honor and all the praise, God, it all belongs to you, Jesus. There is no one like you, Jesus. Jesus, we bless you. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. Worthy are you, Lord, our God. Oh, God, there is no one like you. Oh, God, we thank you. Oh, we bless and we glorify and we extol your holy name. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for all that you have done. I thank you for my sisters. Oh, bless them. Heal their hearts. Heal their hearts, Father. Heal their souls. Heal their spirits, oh, Lord, Father, for whatever reason that they've come before you. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you'd answer. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you'd help them. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you'd make a way because I know that you're God, Father God, that could do all things. You're a God that does the impossible. Oh, Lord, I thank you so much. Oh, God, I bless your name. Oh, God, I praise you. Oh, Jesus, there is no one like you. Oh, Jesus, thank you for all that you have done. Oh God, I thank you so much, Jesus. Father God, pour out revelations. Oh God, pour out your word. Oh God, pour out your understanding. Oh God, pour out your knowledge. Oh God, pour out your truth upon all of us. And Lord, we receive it all in Jesus' name. Oh God, complete us, Lord. Help us to turn away from this world completely. Help us to focus on you and on you alone. Help us to put you first. Father, help us to do your will. Father God, have your way with us. Have your way in us. Use us for your glory, oh God, in Jesus' name. Oh God, make a way where there's no way. Make a way where there's no way. Oh God, make a way where there's no way. Make a way, make a way, make a way, make a way. Oh, make a way, oh Jesus. Make a way, oh Lord. Make a way. Yes, Jesus. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much. I bless you and Father God. We receive all that you have for us right now. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you so much, Jesus. Yes, Lord, I thank you so much. Yes, brothers and sisters, yes, as we were praying, I was just feeling so strong in my heart that the Lord was blessing us. I was really feeling in my heart that He was raining down something white, like a white rain of something. I wasn't sure what it was, but I was seeing that coming down. And, you know, the Lord wants us to grow in spirit. He wants us to to, to toughen us and to be strengthened spiritually because His bride is not a lazy bride that is weak. The bride of our Lord Jesus Christ is a very tough, strong, powerful, mighty bride. Because the bride is in the image of God. And you know the Bible says our Lord is strong and mighty in battle. And that same way the bride of Christ is strong and mighty in battle too. She's not weak. She's able to take down you know, whatever trial or whatever demon or serpent or whatever evil that will try to bring the bride of Christ down. She's able to always overcome. Because you know the spirit of God's victory is in her and is with her. And you know that's what God wants us to be. And in fact those people that will make it those that become victorious and that overcome they are the ones that end up actually becoming the bride because right now we're all being tried and tested but those that will be victorious and will will overcome sin they are the ones 
that will become the bride because the bride is a holy bride. And if you don't overcome sin and if you're not victorious, if you don't, you know, put sin in its place and, you know, if because God has already defeated sin, but it's right now, it's like, it's up to us to choose. If you choose God's victory over your sin, then it's a step closer to becoming a perfect bride that is ready. Because as I've been praying, I've been seeing God really, His heart is deeply in for her bride. The Lord loves His bride so much. I mean, a few days ago, I was praying and I just saw, I saw that there was like, I saw this, like princess looking um woman like she looked like a princess like a she was like in a princess garment and she was um wearing like a flower crown and i mean the lord has been showing me like as we pray like our spirit comes like that our spirit becomes you know it's like our spirit changes it's like i mean it's like we're, we're different i mean we're we're all there's so many of us and i mean we we probably all spiritually we all look different i mean spiritually we look different but what I was doing, I was praying for, I was praying for some people, and the Lord gave me that vision. I was seeing that I was I was praying for some people, and I saw them, and I'm not sure if the Lord was showing me one of the girls I was praying for, but it was looking like she was in like a garment that was like that was white, and that had like a flower. So I knew that the Lord was showing me about like a flower crown. I was I knew the Lord was showing me about the bride. And he was like, you know, spiritually showing me about the bride. I was praying for these this group of people, these guys, and uh, yeah, they were they were both yeah men and women. I saw this the image of the bride that they're becoming more and more like the bride, and the Lord will make them like the bride. As the Lord wants us to be like a bride, a bride that is strong, a bride that is because you know, the bride of God is she she's strong, she's tough. You know, she's able to you know Jesus overcome overcame Satan for her, and you know the bride is acknowledged and accepted that, and she also fights you know fights you know the battle. You know the good with you know with you know she finds the bite with with a good fight you know with faith. So the Lord wants us to be like that. The Lord wants us you know to be steadfast and He wants us to be strong. He doesn't want us to be lazy, because you know Satan is out there trying to, you know he's he's constantly fighting, and you know the Lord's coming. You know He's preparing to come to take all of His children home. He's preparing to come to pick all of us home, as He spoke of. And I had a couple. I mean those dreams I had. I had. I had a few dreams about the revival that I'd like to share. I'd like to share um these things that the Lord gave me about the revival. Um the revival it's and and then I'd also like to talk about the rapture and a few other things that are about to happen. But I'd like you guys to know that the revival is so close and it's so soon and you know wonderful things, wonderful things are, you know wonderful great things the Lord has for those that are ready to be used in God by by God in this great revival because in this great revival not everyone will be used because there was this man of God that that I heard speak that this is what he said. He said that the Lord showed him that, you know, if you know he he's ready to go home, you know, if he died, he's going home. He's going home to heaven. But he is not but the, he said the Lord told him that he was not ready to be used in a great move, in a great move of God in this revival. It was a confirmation to some things that the Lord had shown me because the Lord has shown me that in this great revival that is coming, it's like as I said, there's gonna be levels of transformations and and, and levels of you know, people are gonna be used by God in, in certain ways and at certain levels, okay? Some people will be used very, very greatly and others will be used, you know, um will be used at a different level, maybe not as great. But you know the capacity or 
or what what will determine how much you be used by God is how much is how you're living your life right now, is how how you're preparing right now. It depends on how ready you, how ready you are right now. That is what will determine how much you will be used by God. Because because how we're going to be used by God is not really the way people think. It's not because in this revival, it's not going to be us because the revival is not planned by us. We're not the ones that are leading this revival. We're not the ones that are, you know, that are doing the revival. The revival is God. It's, it's all God's work. So the revival is, go, is going to go the way God has planned. The revival is going to happen the way God wants it to happen. So it's not, so it's, what it is is that you have to be ready so that God will use you in this revival. Because I was shown things in this revival that it's like, it's beyond our control. The way God is going to move in this revival I mean, it's like you have to be ready now, so that when that, so that when that when that time comes, God will be using you too in that revival. Because the way I've seen things, it's going the, with what the Lord showed me in this revival is going to be very different from what a lot of people expect it to be. A lot of people are expecting things, but the revival it's going to be very very different from what because I, because what the Lord showed me is that this revival it's going to be He's going to be the one that is in control. He's going to be the one that is in total control of this revival. And everything that happens is going to be by God. It's not going to be by man. This revival is not going to happen the way we want it to happen. Things will not happen because what well, we want them to or because we like this or we like that. Or, or we want things to happen this way or we want things to happen that way. No, that let me understand that things will happen exactly the way he wants them to happen. The way he has planned and made them to happen and the way he expects them to happen but it's going to blow and surpass people's minds and people's understandings and God will be the one to choose people for this revival he's the one that will choose who he wants to use in a revival based on their hearts and based on how ready they are because some people say well I want God to use in a revival but the thing is it's not everyone because I mean I have I mean, the Lord has brought to my attention that you know not everybody will be used as they want to be because it's not a matter of I want God to use me. No, that's not what it's about. It's about how much you love God and how much you surrender to Him and how much you've allowed the Holy Spirit to prepare you so that you can be used. Because some people can say, I want God to use me, but they never pray, they never fast, they drink, they spend and waste their time doing the things in the world. If you do that, you could say, well, you want God to use you, but it doesn't mean God's going to use you. You could say, well, God, I want you to use me. I want you to take me here and there and use me. But, you know, it won't be the way you expect it to be because you're failing to recognize something that God is the one that is in control of this revival. Because I'm telling you, there's going to be such a move of God that, I mean, we're going to see things that will know that only God could do this. And, you know, God knows that are true to Him. God knows that truly love Him. Those that are truly seeking Him. He knows those that are truly for Him and those that are not for Him. He knows these things. And with these things that, you know, he, he he knows, it's like he will select and do things according to his will and according to his plan. That's why, you know, some people already know this. The Lord, I had a brother who told me this a while ago that he had a dream, that in a dream it was time for things to happen. And he saw that it was time for the transformation and he said people were being changed. He said he saw people were changed, people were glowing, people were shining and he said he saw that he wasn't fully changed, he wasn't fully transformed. And he said that he saw that only his pinky 
was like a little change and in, in, in shining. And I'm not saying the Lord. I'm not saying, he, and I'm not saying that the Lord's going to necessarily transform that to part of your body and leave a part of your body not transformed. But I believe what the Lord was trying to tell him was, with the level that he was at or with where he had reached, if the transformation was to happen, it was just going to be his pinky that was going to be transformed because he's not reached the point where his whole body or his whole spirit can be transformed because he's not ready. But I know that he also wants to be used by God. So it's not about you wanting to be used by God. That's part of it. God wants God wants you to want to be used by Him. But if you want to be used by God and if you don't live according to God's laws, if you don't obey God, if you don't do what is right, I'm sorry to tell you, you won't be used. Because there's a difference in preparing and you know being ready to be used by God and wanting to be used by God. Because not everyone that wants to be used by God will be as used as they want to be used. Because it's not just about wanting to be used but it's about you know being ready to be used because those that are ready they're the ones that will be filled because you guys have to understand what's going to happen is that there is going to be an outpouring of God's spirit and those that are ready they will be the ones that will be able to receive the outpouring of God's spirit some people want to be used but they're not ready to to receive the outpouring of God's spirit so they want to be used but because they're not ready the spirit can't enter them as they want to there's too much sin that they have to they have to repent from so because of that the holy spirit will just skip them and go to the next person the holy spirit will come and then when he sees you you, you can't receive a spirit because you're not ready he'll move to the next person because this outpouring okay is for those that have learned to wash their garments clean it's like it's for what the lord let me understand it's for those that are already ready to even go home in the rapture it's like for those that are ready god will use them to make those that are not ready ready so that's what is right now to let let the Lord teach you how to be ready. You know, you learn here, you come here, you hear, you learn how to be ready. But you know, the best way to be ready is from God. Let God, because for me, the way I learned, the only person that taught me how to be ready is the Holy Spirit. He was the one that would teach me. I'm telling you, like the Holy Spirit is the best teacher you could get. He would be the one to tell me what to do and what not to do. And you have to learn to be able to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, or Jesus' voice, or Father God's voice. You have to be able to hear one of these voices. It's all the same person. So basically, when you hear Father God's voice, you've, you've heard the Holy Spirit and Jesus' voice. Because you need to hear the voice of the Lord so that, so that you know what step to take and what to do. Because you need to do what is right. If you don't do what is right, then you're, you're, you're going to darkness. Because there's great horrors and great things are about to happen. You know, the Lord did show me, as I spoke of last time, martial arts coming. And it's really coming. And I believe that it was in my understanding that it will happen. I, I mean, I think it will probably happen before we go home. So a lot of people will see these things. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm still not like a hundred percent sure, but I think that it's going to happen before we go home. I really think so. That I think it will happen. I'm not like a hundred percent sure, but I think it's going to happen before we go home. Because when the dream, I remember that when, when, when the Lord took me to the to the detention camp when I was praying, the Holy Spirit was still moving. Even the Holy Spirit was even touching the the, the policeman, one of the policemen. I didn't know if he had the mark of the beast. I knew that the mark of the beast was now going to get really, like it was now going to go viral, but it hadn't really started to really, they hadn't really started to push it yet. But I knew that it was increasing. And I met this policeman and I prayed and it was like he was touched, but he was so confused because of all the sin that was in him. So, I mean, I don't know if all the police have the mark of the beast, but that guy that I was speaking to, it looked like maybe he didn't. I think maybe the Lord protected him from 
getting the mark of the beast so that he could be saved. I don't know. But all I know is that when I was praying, somehow this man got touched by it. The Lord touched him. So I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is going to even move. So it doesn't matter what happens to you or wherever you are. It doesn't matter. Even if somehow you find yourself in a detention camp, whatever the Lord let, allows to happen to you because of maybe it's will or maybe the life you've lived, whatever happens, know that as long as the rapture hasn't happened, God is always willing to move in a very great way. Because in a detention camp, while wow, God moved. The Holy Spirit moved so strong. I was I remember when I was in a detention camp, I was like I, I was like weeping and crying in the detention camp because the Holy Spirit was moving so strong, even in the FEMA or detention camp. The Holy Spirit was moving so strong. So the Holy Spirit is gonna still be I think because I think the rapture had not happened because he was moving at that time. He was moving. So I want all of you to to prepare and to be ready for what is about to happen, especially for the revival. God really wants people to be ready for that revival because that revival, while wow, that's going to change so many people's lives and so many people's destinies, is going to bring the perfect will of God into people's hearts. God wants people to know about this revival. Yes, brothers and sisters, the Lord would like all of us, you know, to, to be prepared for this revival. The Lord would like all of us, you know, to to be used in this mighty way. Because I'm telling you, the Lord is about to move in a way in this earth that we've not seen before. I mean, we've all seen the Holy Spirit move. The Holy Spirit moves a lot, and a lot of people have seen Him move. A lot in churches, and conferences, and revivals, and, you know, um, a lot of people have seen Him move. And conventions, a lot of people have seen the Holy Spirit move. But... I'm telling you, the way he's going to move now, it's going to be completely, totally different from what we've ever imagined or ever expected. As the Lord has shown me, it's going to be like, right now he moves, but because, you know, we're still like in the physical world, and sometimes we see things, you know, differently. Um, it's like, you know, we still see things, we still look at things physically, So sometimes the physical sometimes make us, you know, sometimes it blocked or hinders how we fully experience or see the things of God. Because although we sometimes will we'll feel the presence of God, we're st we still see things in the physical. So sometimes it might block or make things a little, maybe a little harder. But in this time that is coming, in this revival, the the veil will be lifted. So the physical things will become one with the spiritual things. As the Lord showed me that great things are coming. I could see how people were hearing the voice of God. And it was so amazing. It's like people were hearing the voice of God like it was nothing. I saw like ordinary people, like people that were... People that were like, I saw this girl that looked like things were not, it looked like she was, you know, things were not okay. It looked like she wasn't someone that really knew the Lord. It looked like she was someone that was struggling with some things, that was struggling with sin. Or it looked like things were not that good for her. She didn't look like anyone that had been praying or fasting. She didn't really look like she knew the Lord. But I knew that she was hearing the voice of God because I could hear God speaking to her. Because God was speaking so audibly, it's like, multiple people can hear it's like it's almost like if you're in the same room with her you could hear god speaking to her because because she's not the only one that hears god it's like god's voice was so audible and so clear that all the like like if other people are in the room they could also hear god speaking to her because it's it's that audible it's audible to the extent that like everyone else could hear it that's how it's like and I was seeing that it was it was coming. Those days were coming again, like the days of the great move of God. They were coming, and the Lord is letting the Lord was letting me understand that what it is is He wants people to be ready because I could see that 
you know, angels were flying in the air, and they were flying like this was physical. Like I saw the angels moving in the physical world because the physical world had become like the spiritual world. The veil had lifted, so it was like college students could see angels. They just came out of class and they looked up, and I and I saw them looking at these angels that were flying, and they could see these angels, but yet it was like it was almost like there was so much sin. It's like they were still not moved and. That was one thing that I also learned that another sister said she received from the Lord that even in the revival, because you know in the revival when it happens, a lot of people will be saved, but it's not going to be everyone because because even when the revival happens, a lot of some there's going to be supernatural moves of God, but some people will be so stubborn and so blind and so dark in their hearts and so stubborn in their hearts that even though God is moving and doing all these great things. That some people will still reject the Lord. Some people will still not yield to the Holy Spirit. And I could see that these college students saw the angels flying in the air. And it was like they weren't very, it looked like they they were not, it's like, it looked like they could still see that they were still like in sin and still in the world. And when they looked up and they saw these angels, it was like they they weren't as touched as some other people were touched. Because you could see that there's still a lot of darkness and stubbornness in people's hearts. So I, I heard a sister say that in a revival, some people, okay, when when God is moving and doing all these wonderful things, some people, when they see how, you know, everything is going on and, you know, they have not been touched or changed, they're going to get angry. And, you know, they might, you know, talk back to God and, you know, be upset. But I'm telling you, it's not the end. What the Lord showed me was that if you're not changed in this revival, it's not the end. It just means that you missed this first transformation, but you can make it to the second one, which will happen when the rapture is about to happen. Because everyone that goes from the rapture will be changed into into a glorified body, because the Bible said so. That you know, and we'll all not be asleep, but you know, suddenly you know, corruptible, you know, in the twinkling of an eye, you know, corruptible will become incorruptible. So some people, so it's like, well, all those that are going home into heaven, everyone that is going home into heaven. They will be changed, but it's just that some people will get their glorified body before others get them. And it's like the first ones, like the first, you know, the ones that will get their transfer, the ones that will be transformed first, the ones that will be changed first. They're the ones that will be, you know, that would be ready for the Lord. Those that would be Holy Spirit filled. Those that are ready, those that truly love the Lord. And it could be anyone that the Lord has chosen, whether Jew or Gentile, it could be anyone that the Lord has planned or chosen for this. But it would be those, it would be those that are ready. But it's it's, it's those that the Lord has chosen, and those those that the Lord had has you know planned, and you know it, it just depends on you know how your readiness. Like you have to be ready so that the Holy Spirit would move through you. Because when you're ready, the Holy Spirit will fill you up. Because what it is, the Holy Spirit is looking for people to fill. Because the Holy Spirit wants to infuse us, but He could only infuse and fill people. To the degree that they're ready. It's like God wants to give his anointing. He wants to pour out so much of his spirit. But he can't just pour it into any vessel. He has to pour it into a vessel that has been prepared. And right now we have the time to prepare. Because preparing your vessel, it takes it takes time. You don't just get ready like in one day. It, it takes a lot of time. For some pe- Sometimes it could even take years to get your vessels ready. And it's like there's a level. There's a way. There's a level of readiness that God wants all of us to have. So that... We can receive this transformation that is coming, or this great outpouring 
that is coming because you know it's been revealed to people that you know although some, they're ready, they're children of God. If they're if let's say if they're to die, they'll go home to heaven. It was revealed to them that and uh, this man said um, this man said that it was it was shown that you know he was ready to you know to go home, but he was not ready to be used by God in this great revival because there is a great level, there is a great level that. Like there's a level that God wants you to be at so that you can receive this outpouring of God so that you can be changed. Because what is coming, it is so great. It is so tremendous. It is very great. It is very great. And not everyone, very few people, it's not going to be a lot of people. The truth is, I mean, the reality of the matter is that what I've been shown, um, what, let's say, from my understanding, it's not going to be a lot of people. It's not going to be people. But, but it's going to be people from all over the world. It's going to be, you know, God has these people. They are located and in different parts of the world, everywhere, Asia, Africa, Europe. God has put them in all parts of the world. And they're all just waiting for the time. America, South America, everywhere. And they're all just waiting, seeking God. When that time comes, they'll go forth and speak the gospel and, you know, in the true power of God. But there's work that is required. There's a level of readiness that is required and that everyone has to, that everyone has to meet. So, brothers and sisters, please do all you can to, to to meet that requirement because that requirement is, I mean, it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's possible because it's worth it. Because not everybody that knows that there's going to be a transformation will be transformed. Not everybody that knows there's going to be a great outpouring will, will receive the, the presence of God because what it is is that those that are ready, those that have cleaned their vessels, because God is looking for a vessel that is ready that he could use. Because as vessels, God wants us to be filled with His presence, and and you know there's such a great outpouring that is going to be poured into into our vessels that the, these vessels of God that you know there needs to be a certain level of readiness and a certain level of cleanliness, and you know God wants us to be like that. God wants us to be ready. He wants us to have that readiness in our hearts. He wants us to be you know He wants us to lack nothing. He wants us to you know to be to be filled with the Spirit. Because only those that are ready to that point will be changed. And in this dream, I'm going to start off with this dream that I had. The Lord was letting me understand in this dream that, you know, in this dream, it's like the revival that is going to happen. It's not going to happen the way people think. It's not like by us. It's by God. It's everything is going to go on and happen and proceed and just fan out the way, you know, God has planned and the way, you know, God has destined it to be. And I could see that at the beginning of this um, of this dream that I had, I was like, I was in this place with some people, and I don't know, it was like the Holy Spirit was teaching me how to do some things. He was teaching me how to how to how to use my glorified body. Let's put it like that. He was teaching me how to use, let's say, supernatural gifts and abilities that He had given to me, and that's what it was. Um, I was I was He was like, let's say, training me. He was teaching me how to use um certain abilities he was teaching how to use supernatural capabilities and then i saw that it was like he was teaching me how to move in the spirit and he was letting me know how to i don't know he was teaching me how to move supernaturally by his power like almost like teleporting and he was teaching me like how to move very fast and how to like jump and he, he was, te- I, I could see he would teach me, like he would teach me how to, like let's say, like 
move very quickly, almost like faster than lightning. It's like he was teaching me how to like, I don't know, like move. The, the way we would move in heaven, he was teaching me like how to move like that on earth, something like that. I can't remember the details, but I was I, I know that he was just teaching me how to move because I remember it was like it was a training. I was being taught how to jump from place to place, and then I was being taught how to like disappear and reappear, something like that. And there were other things I was being trained to do, but I, I, I can't remember everything. And there were these other people that I saw. It was like we were like in a training place. And then suddenly, I saw that my spirit, it was like the Lord teleported me to another country. And this country that I got teleported to was Jamaica. I was so surprised. I was I was so surprised that <laughs> that that after the Lord was teaching me how to move supernaturally, he teleported me to Jamaica because I wasn't I was really surprised because and that's what the Lord was showing me that in this revival, he's going to be moving his children to different countries. Like he's going to move you to countries that you probably haven't even expected. Like countries that you didn't even know that God wanted you to go to. <laughs> That's because I didn't know that the Lord was going to, like, you know, take me or use me in Jamaica. I had no idea that I was going to go there. But in this, I was like, after the Lord was training me how to move supernaturally, like, suddenly I got teleported. It was like the Holy Spirit just teleported me into this other country, like Jamaica. And, and when I got there, I knew that I was teleported there because I knew I didn't have any visa there. I didn't have any visa to get any papers or any legal documentation to get to Jamaica. And then these people met me and then they were like, I know these people met me and then they saw that somehow they, they saw, they knew I was there in Jamaica and they knew that I had no legal documentation. They were like, and, and, and they, they saw me and they knew that I didn't have any visa or any, because one of the, because when I got there, this person was, because when he saw me, they saw that I was very different. It's like when I, it's like um, in that time, you know, God is going to change us. Things there's going to be different things. Like when when I got there to Jamaica, it's like the people in Jamaica, like some the people there, like when when I because you know in the revival the Lord's going to change us. He's going to transform us. He's going to glorify us. It's like the light of God is going to shine. The it's like the people there saw that I was very different, and one and I was in I was like I was in like a vehicle with some of the people. Somehow I think the Lord allowed teleported me to this vehicle, and this man was asking, he was speaking to me, and he was letting me. He was talking to me. He was telling me that where my um I don't where where are my papers, where are my legal documentation, because he could tell that uh, he could he could tell that I I don't have any legal documentation to enter this country or. I didn't have any legal documentation while I was in there because that was what I could, that was what I, I, I knew that, but he also knew that because he knew that I didn't have, somehow he knew I didn't have any legal documentation. And the Lord was, was there teaching me that he's going to start moving people to different countries without papers. It's like God is going to move you to another country and you won't even need a ticket, a passport, a visa, or even an airplane. You won't need anything. You just, all you just need is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will just take you there, bam. He's just going to just, you're going to disappear from where you are now, and and he's gonna, you're going to reappear there. And when you go there, you'll be very different, because that was one thing I realized, because the people, I was very different. Some people there liked me, others didn't like me, because what it is is that in the revival, the Lord has let me understand that some people will be receiving to the Spirit of God, 
and some people will reject the Spirit of God. Because this person, when I got there, they knew I was different, and somehow he knew that I got there without legal documentation. He knew that I got there without visa or or passport or anything. And he was like, "I could look in your pass. I could. I, I found. I know that you don't have any legal documentation. I know that you're 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 like." He was telling me. He was like asking me questions because I and I could tell that in his heart. He thought that I was probably like an illegal person that was that had moved to Jamaica. He thought that because he knew somehow he knew that. I think I'm not sure how, but he found out that I don't know I don't know how he found out, but somehow he found out that I got to Jamaica without going through the system, without having a passport or without going through the normal system that people used to travel. And the Lord is letting me know that's what's gonna happen very soon. Very soon people will start traveling and people will not travel with passports or or visas or or um how do I explain it? Or you know the legal system going through immigration and all that those show that you that's not going to happen anymore for his children those that are ready those that are filled you just move to another country and this happened to me and i i got to jamaica and i knew that the holy spirit teleported me there after he started teaching me how to use the supernatural gift he'd given me he taught me how to teleport and fly and jump and he was teaching me how to like jump really high and jump from like from jump like long distances between places with like almost like the glorified body, and then I got to Jamaica, and then when I got there, I knew that it was like people were so nice to me, people were very welcoming, and they saw there was something different about me. And this person was asking me, "Are are you a prince?" He was like telling me like you're a prince, or are you a prince or something? He was asking me this, and and I give all glory to God because I know that it was because of the glory of God that was shining through me. It wasn't me; it was the Holy Spirit that was in me that was shining through me like some people were thinking that some people were thinking that I was a prince and then some people were like you got to this country illegally I know that you don't have papers I know that you don't have the permit to this country and I don't know he was trying to say something like he's going to try to I forgot exactly what he was trying to do but he was not happy that I was there but this other person was so happy and he thought like this other person thought I some this are, some other people thought I was like this other person thought I was a prince or something, and I mean it was not me. It was just the Holy Spirit. It was the presence and the glory of God that was shining and manifesting in me. And because of that, it's like when people see you in the revival, they'll probably think you're you're a prince or something. Cause, but then when they think you're a prince, you have to when when they say something like that, you have to tell them that you're a child of God. You have to let them know that it's not you, but it's all God, because you're just a vessel. I mean, you're just a vessel. You're just a servant. You're just a child. God is just choosing to use you because it's its will and it's its plan. And that's what the Lord is letting me, you know, do. And, you know, God was using me in Jamaica, and I got there, and there were different people. Some people were good to me, and some people were not so good. And the Lord is letting me understand that in the revival, you know, not everyone will be good, like, to those people, to those that he transforms, some people when they see you, they like and they see you even in God's glory. Like not ev not everyone will be happy because some people are so evil and so dark in their hearts, and they hate everything about God. So the Lord is letting me understand that some people will receive you, but some others some pe others will reject you. So when I got teleported to Jamaica, some people were not so nice to me, but others were so nice. And the Lord is letting me know that some people will receive Jesus and others will reject Jesus. Because when some people see you, like that man that was asking me if I was a prince. No, he was either asking me if I was a prince or he was saying I was a prince. Like that man that was saying that, it was because he thought 
because he saw the glory of God around me. So he thought I was from this royal place or this place. And somehow they knew that I had teleported there because I think the Holy Spirit was letting them understand that I didn't come there legally or through through papers. I didn't come there by their legal earth laws. I came there legally through the laws of Jesus Christ. I came there by the whole, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit just teleported me there. And and some, somehow the Holy Spirit was just showing me that He's going to start moving Christians. Those that are true, they're about to start teleporting to countries. I'm telling you, you're going to go to countries that the Lord will use you in countries that you don't even you don't even know anything about that country, but the Lord will take you there, and He's going to use in countries that you don't even expect. Because I'm telling you, Jamaica was not even a country that I ever thought of even expecting to even for the Lord to take me there or for me to go to. But the Lord showed me that in the revival, I went to I, he, he took me to Jamaica. So it's like in the revival, the Lord will take you to the place like to different places. Some places you will expect, okay, because I don't know, because some people, the Lord could tell them, like, so now the Lord is showing me that I'm going to Jamaica. Like, when the revival, if the Lord takes, like, when the revival comes, when the time for the revival, if I move to Jamaica, it won't be a surprise, because I know that the Lord has already shown me now that I'm going to Jamaica when the revival starts. The Holy Spirit will just teleport me to Jamaica to, to evangelize there. You know, but it's like, but for some people, they'll be surprised because, you know, the Lord has so many surprises because it's not just one country you'll be going to. I'll share the next dream and you'll understand more about what the Lord is letting me know about this revival. So, yes, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that this revival is going to be so wonderful. There's going to be such a move of God. I mean, for you that are ready, you'll be able to do supernatural things. Like, I'm telling you, supernatural, amazing wonders of God. You'll be able to to fly, you'll be able to jump, teleport, and the Holy Spirit will teach you these things, because the Holy Spirit has been teaching me, like, how to fly, like, and how to move supernaturally, like, in so many dreams, and he's taught me, like, different ways to fly, he's taught me how to fly by moving my hands, he's taught me how to fly by using my mind, it's like, I use my mind to control my body so that I could move and land, and, okay, maybe I might not talk about this in detail, because a lot of people might not understand, a lot of people might think it's just my imagination, but, you know, the Lord speaks to everyone depending on the level that they're on. So someone might not agree with me or fully understand because they think, well, the Lord teleporting to another country, you flying in the revival. A lot of people might like, but then, you know, the Lord will speak to everyone on the level that they're on. Because, but if you seek the Lord, the Lord if, if you seek the Lord, the Lord will show these things to you because these things, I know I receive them from the Lord. And a lot of other people have received these things too. And he's confirmed it to me, like dream after dream. So I know. But it's like a lot of people might not fully understand what I'm talking about. So um, I beg you, please take these things to God. I don't. I mean, if you don't understand, I don't mean to confuse you. Um, but I'm trying to tell you what the re the revelations of the what the Lord has revealed to me. But some but some of God's revelations are very deep, and to some people, it's just like not to them. It, they just don't see it as happening. So for people that don't really believe, just take it to God, you know, and and ask God and just. Tell, speak to the Lord about it, and the Lord will speak to you, and He'll confirm to you, and He'll show you, okay, and He'll let you understand about this. But that's what the Lord let me understand, that in this revival, people will be moving supernaturally by His power. God will teleport people. God will move people from one country to the other, and people will be able to do supernatural things, and His glory will be so great on people. And when I was moved to Jamaica, one thing that I realized was that although... 
I had not been to Jamaica before ever in my life. I had not ever been there. It was like the map of Jamaica was in my mind. It was like I knew everywhere everything was located in Jamaica. It's like I don't know how to explain it to you. It's it's so supernatural, like what the Lord is doing. It's almost like it's like I was taken to Jamaica and I haven't been there before. I haven't even really dreamt of it or even really planned to go there ever. But the Lord showed me that in a revival, I was there. He took me there. And I saw I saw myself there in this in the coming revival and it was like the map of I don't know how to explain it. It's like it was all of a sudden it's like the map was in my mind. It was like the map of Jamaica was in my mind. And it was like I could see like the map of the island of the Caribbean. All of it was in my mind. Because when I got there, I was like, wait, where am I? I because I really, it was, it was, it felt so real. It, it didn't even, it felt like it was actually real. Because it didn't really feel so much like a dream. It felt like so real. I felt like I was literally in, in Jamaica. And I was a little concerned because I knew that somehow I was, I mean, I, I was there, but I was like, wait, how did I get here? And I was like, I, I really, I don't know where to, I was thinking of how to, leave or how to move because i didn't know where to go because i didn't know and then the moment i just thought of that the holy spirit just showed me that the map of it's like it's almost like the holy spirit gives you a spiritual gps in your mind that's what it was like it's like i had the gps of of like the continent or or it could possibly even be the world but then but in the in the in, in the time the lord took me to the spirit i was just focusing on where I was and I could see that I was close to the ocean I was like I was let's say you could say about I was like east of I was like around I was like around east of Jamaica like that's where I was that's why I could see that the Lord had teleported me to the spirit and it was almost like I had a GPS in my mind that's what it was like in revival that I had a GPS in my mind and and although you haven't been to that place before, it's like the Holy Spirit will let you know exactly where you are, and you won't be lost. Because although the Holy, because although the Holy Spirit will take you to places that you have not been before, because I was because in the dream I was, because whether it was a dream or in the spirit, I'm not sure, but it felt so real, like it was so real. Usually when I have encounters like that, I know that it's from the Lord because it felt so real. I was there and I didn't know where I was. And and it's like I thought to myself, where am I? And then all of a sudden, instantly, the Holy Spirit just put in my... I, I saw myself. It was almost like from 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 a view in space. I could see where I was. It was like I was viewing at myself from space. And I knew exactly where I was located. And I knew how to get out of where I was from. I knew how to move. I knew where to go. I knew the place in Jamaica. I knew where everything was. Like I, like I knew the landscape. I knew how. I knew where the roads were. I knew where everything was, even though I had not been there before. So that's what the Lord is showing me that when that revival comes, there's going to be so much supernatural power poured upon us, and it's going to move us from place to place. And He let me understand that it's like when you're teleported to a country that you've not been before. When you're teleported to a place. When you're teleported to a place where you haven't been before, when the Holy Spirit takes you there, you will know exactly where you are and how to go around. You won't be lost. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit's everywhere and He knows everything. So, it's like, the, you know, the Spirit and the knowledge and the mind of the Holy Spirit is going to 
be like a part of you. The mind of God will increase in you and you'll understand and you will know. It's like you will know how to go to place from place to place and you know the location of things. So that's what the Lord let me understand. In this revival, you know the location of, of things and places. You know where to go and where not to go. And you'll understand things. So that was what the Lord is letting me understand. So I encourage all of you to focus on God and to put God first and to do all you can to please the Lord. And to because the Lord has so much for us. Because, you know, these gifts and these supernatural abilities, they're going to be so great. That is like he, God is not just going to give them to anyone. You have to be ready before you receive them. So that's why it's going to be for, that's why it's not going to be for everyone but those that are ready. So please be ready because time is running out. Like right now, if you have the time, you know, like with the little time that God has given us, keep praying, keep seeking God because no one knows when this is going to happen. Like no one knows exactly when these things are going to start because no one knows when the Lord is going to start to teleport people because no one knows when exactly when he's going to start to do these things. Because he could start, like, he could, you know, like, we, we don't know exactly when he's going to start to do this. We know that it's coming closer. We know that all these things are going to start, you know, when, you know, the judgments are coming and happening. But it's like, the thing is, no one knows when the judgments are going to happen. So because of that, we don't know when these things are these things are going to come or when we're going to start or when the, out, the, the great outpouring is going to happen. We know it's soon. That's why we have to be ready now. Because if you're not that ready, you won't be able to. Um, you, you won't be able to receive the presence of God and the supernatural power of God to move and to teleport around and, you know, to do these things that God wants you to do. Because I have, I have, the Lord has shown me that it's going to be like great responsibility. You will be able to do a lot of things and you'll be given great wisdom and great understanding and great power and great capability to do a lot of things. And you need to be ready. That's why, you know, God is not just giving, God is not just giving to anyone. He's going to give it to those that are ready because if you're not really ready, because for sometimes if you receive a lot of anointing and power from God and you're not ready and your heart is not clean, your heart is full of sin, you might end up in the loose, like you might end up like Lucifer. You'll probably just probably end up going to hell too because Lucifer had a lot of power, but his heart was not right. So he lost everything and right now he's in hell. And you know, God doesn't want to do that because I've heard of how some people would say that, you know, the Lord showed them their future or how much he was going to bless them with supernatural ability. But the Lord told them that he couldn't give it to them then because if he gave it to them then, then it could destroy them because their hearts were not ready. Because what God cares about is the heart. Your heart has to be filled with love because some people, when the Lord blessed them with power and ability, the power begins to get too much into their mind and they begin to think and or focus on the power and you know, they they might they, they turn to become evil or they become prideful. And God hates that because, you know, the power that God has, it's all his love. Like, the power of God is love. That's what the Lord showed me. God has supernatural power to do to do so much. But all that power, it's like, it's like the Lord showed me that when you open up, like, the power, like, when his power revealed is his love. Because of all these, the greatest is love. So if love is the greatest, then what is greater than love? Love is the greatest. Love is Jesus. Jesus is the greatest. So the power of God is, is love. But when sometimes when people receive the supernatural power of God, sometimes it, it gets, because sometimes because of sin, they might take it the wrong way. And if they're not ready to receive it, then that power could just end up, you know, causing them more harm because they don't know how to use it. And then it makes them stumble and it makes them fall in sin. 
And as we know, God doesn't want us to stumble, He doesn't want us to fall, and He does not want us to sin. So sometimes He won't, if He sees that your heart is not ready to receive, He just won't give it to you because He cares about you and He doesn't want you to fall and He doesn't want you to stumble. He doesn't want you to sin. He would rather save your soul. He would rather have you not flying around and be humble than to be be, be given supernatural power and then stumble like maybe Satan because he wants everyone to be good. He wants Because the most important thing to him is love because love is the greatest because the most important thing is not flying around. It's not having supernatural power. That is not the most important thing because remember the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that you know if you have you know power to raise the dead and you have not love, you are nothing. So it's not about the power of God to be able to raise the dead. It's not about the power of God. Yes, brothers and sisters, it's all about love. It's not about power or ability. Because as it says here in 1 Corinthians 13, 1, it says that, it says that, and though I have faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not love. I am nothing. So even if you have faith to move mountains, you have faith to raise the dead, you have faith to do so much. Or even if you give your life up, if you don't have any love, it's nothing. Because of all these, the Bible says love is the greatest. The love of God is the greatest. So that's what God wants us to desire to have and focus on having. Because if you have all these things, if you have all, um, if you have if you have all these gifts and all these abilities which Satan have and you lose the love of God you're nothing because now Satan is nothing right now because he's you know because he didn't have it because he lost the love of God because when pride pride came in because when pride and sin comes the love and the love of God leaves right now Satan doesn't have any love just hatred and evil and right now he's nothing so that's what happened so the most important thing is love and you know it's not really it's not so much it's, it's not really about flying and being used supernaturally. No, no. That's not what I want that's not what I want any of you to focus. I don't want you guys to be focusing on um on the supernatural power of God or being able to fly or teleport or doing all these things for God. No, no, no. That's not what I want you to focus on. Or being saving people or no no no. That is all those things are good. But remember the Bible says that, you know, remove, you know, the log out of your eye before you remove the twig in someone's eye. If there's Sin in your heart. Deal with it before you deal with someone else's. Like if there's evil in you, get rid of it. Because if you're blind, how can you lead someone else out of a ditch? Have you seen someone blind helping someone blind before? Sometimes it's hard to help someone if you yourself are not safe. That's why the Lord wants you to open up your eyes and to be saved. Because when you're saved and you're filled with love, there's so much more of God that will move. There is so much more of God that will, will change you. There is so much more of God that will work in you. It's like you have to allow God to, to move in you and to move through you. It's like there's so much that God wants to do for us, but the most important thing is love. Because when you have love, you'll understand that it's not about, you know, maybe being moved, maybe using the supernatural power of the Lord. Being because, I mean, all of us would like to be transformed and have glorified bodies and being used in the revival. All of us would be happy if we could fly and teleport because, you know, all of us would, would love all these things from God. But what God wants us to focus on the most is Jesus. He wants us to love Jesus the most. I'm not sharing these dreams with you because I want you to, you know, focus on the revival 
I mean, I want you, I want the revival, I want you to know about the revival, and I want you to prepare towards the revival. But I don't want that to be your number one focus, because I, because the revival can only Jesus can save you. Like being able to fly and do all these things, it's. I mean, God gives it to you because you love Him. You're like an extra you get because you love Him. So it's like the God's wisdom. God will use those that are saved and those that are ready to help those that are not ready. To show them that yes, if you had believed God like the way these guys believe God, you would become like this. So that so that you know that God is real, because the Lord has shown me, so that because a lot of people don't, still don't believe in God, and God will show them that He is real. That is why, brothers and sisters, I want all of you to keep preparing. And don't prepare because, um, well, because you want to be flying and be using God's supernatural power in the revival. No. I know that God wants, God wants you to move in the supernatural power. God wants to use you to save others. But what God wants for you first is your heart. God wants you to love Him first. So when you love God first, all things, you know, when you put God first, you're putting the kingdom of God first, all things shall be added onto you and you know that's what God wants you to focus on God wants you to focus on loving him and that's what I want all of you to have I want all of you to be filled with the love of God I want all of you to be filled with that love of God because when you have that love of God because remember those that are going to be those that are going to be changed or chosen for the revival it's going to be God is going to be the one that chooses it won't be you so don't think that well because you Maybe pray and fast a lot. You're going to be ready and you're going to be changed. Now, what counts as someone that's ready? It's not praying a lot or fasting a lot. Nope. That's not the main thing that will count in you being ready. It's your heart. It's the love of the love you have for God in you. That's what counts. Because some people could pray, but they're nowhere near a bride because their heart is still not right. Because being a bride is more than what people think. It's not just basic what people think Christianity is. It's about, it's about, about, it's like a deep relationship you have with Jesus. It's like you're one with him because the bride, the marriage, it's like you're going to be united with Jesus. And, you know, it's, you're going to be together forever. The bride, you're going to be one with him. And it's like a bride that, because, you know, it's like a very special bride. You're going to be the wife of God. Literally, that's what you're going to be. And it's not just something simple. You have to show God that you're really, 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 you you can really like you have to show God that you're you're you know you're that you can become His bride that you can become what He wants you to do you 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 want to be His bride and and you will work for it you have to work for it it's like you have to show God that you really desire Him and that you're gonna work for it you have to show God that you you truly love Him and you truly desire Him in your heart you have to because you're gonna become the bride of God and you have to you know you have to have the love of God in you. You have to let God see see His love in you. When God looks at you, He has to see His reflection in you because that's what makes someone a bride. It's not what we think or what we do. is our hearts, the condition of our hearts, the love we have for God. That is what makes because, you know, God's love is the greatest and that's what God wants us to focus on. He wants us to focus on loving Jesus. So I'm sharing this dream with you, this experience I had about the revival with you, to let you know that the love of God is, that is what's so important that God wants us to focus on. It's not much about um, the supernatural abilities that the Holy Spirit's going to give us. It's really have, it has nothing to do with that because that that's God's power, but that is just an expression of His love. 
because God loves us, he expresses it by giving us these abilities to be able to do these things so that we could save more people. It's like an expression of God's love, but it's not love in itself. Because it's not love in itself. Because demons could fly. Demons could, I don't know, teleport, move through walls, move super fast. But they don't have any love. But the demons have all these powers. Like the demons could fly, they could teleport. So, so what's so so what is it then? So then, what will make you different from all these demons, and what will will make you what God wants you to be is the love. Because to God, remember, it's not about being being able to fly or having superpower or being able to pray and heal the sick. No, 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 no. To God, that's not what it's about. It's about your love. But a lot of people tend to not focus. Like they tend to lose. The aspect of this. I mean, it's true. God wants you to move in his supernatural power. He wants you to move in his faith and his holiness. But what God wants. Because, you know, God created us to worship him and to fellowship with him. The most important thing to God is that we love him and that we seek him and that we're like his bride. That's what God cares about the most. That's what God wants. And to God, if you have that, you're so much more important to him. Like It's like you mean so much to him. Because it's not about all that supernatural power. Because I tell you, demons have so much supernatural power. They could fly, do a lot of things. I mean, if a Christian gets supernatural, if the Lord gives a Christian supernatural power, I mean, it's God wants Christians to have these things. But the reason why God gives these things is so that they learn to love Him more. So that it helps them to love Him more. Because the ultimate is love. That's what God really wants. The greatest, the ultimate goal for us Christians is loving God. That is it. When you love God, everything just changes. Everything will change. When you love God, you will see how everything will begin to change. Your faith will change. Everything will just change. You'll begin to hear Him so clearly. It's like you'll begin to hear Him. And it's going to keep growing. And things will just change. And you'll see how much the Lord will get, you see how much joy that the Father will receive because you love Him and you do everything you do because you love Him. So I, I encourage all of you to please make sure that you focus on love. So I'm sharing this with you, not so that you focus on super supernatural abilities or, or flying or teleporting. These things, you know, it's nothing to God. Even demons fly and teleport. It doesn't mean anything to God because it's just, it's, it doesn't mean so much to God at all because it's nothing. Because he can give it to people, but what he wants is love. Because we all have free will, and not everyone chooses to love God with their free will. Very few. So when you choose to love God with your free will, it makes him so happy. You know, all these demons, they had all these supernatural capabilities as angels in heaven. But very few of them, I mean, a third of them decided. A, a third of them decided not. Yes, I'm sorry. A third of them, okay, yes, not, yeah, not, um, yeah, a third of them decided, you know, to reject God's love and to choose Satan and pride, and you know, we we saw some of them happen, you know, some after a third happened, then we saw what also happened in the book of Enoch too, and I mean, even the book of Genesis, how the sons of God they came and then you know they slept with the daughters of men, and you know, they had all all these supernatural abilities, but they still they still left God and you know they cared about themselves they cared about what they wanted so it's not it's not really so much about the supernatural power i want you guys to understand that it's not about that that's not what God cares about the most it's not about being able to 
be used so much in revivals, but it's about your personal relationship with Jesus, about the love you have for God, because God wants to use you to save people in the revival, but God wants you, if your heart is not right, and you're focusing on, you know, just saving people, doing all that, you know, the Bible says, remove your log, the log out of your eye before you take some, someone else. So it means the Lord wants you to make sure that you are saved first before you can help someone get saved. Because how can you really show someone the light if you yourself are in darkness? So the Lord wants you to be saved first. He wants you to, to help yourself get saved so that you can save other people. Because, I mean, a blind person can't lead another blind person. So in this dream, the Lord was letting me understand. He was showing me some of the things that we were going to be able to do. Um, in the revival I don't know how I mean from what I've heard things are going to be different for every person because you know as Christians you know we all have different gifts spiritually we all have different gifts so I heard that even the revival different Christians will would be given different abilities and different gifts because we're all different as you know as a body we have different parts and different parts of the body are able to do different are able to do different things so as as Christians we'll realize that in this revival we will have different capabilities you will know that Different people be able to do different things in different levels of, you know, in, in different ways. Because God made all of us differently. And it's not bad that we're all different. It's beautiful because, you know, we all work together beautifully in harmony to bring praise and glory to God. Because God gives all of us unique, distinct, different gifts. And this is getting ready to happen. This revival, it's coming, it's coming, and it's getting closer and closer as the days go by. Yes, brothers and sisters, and, you know, in... So and the other dream of um the and the other dream of the revival, I could see myself. It was almost like um I could see that the Lord took me to um Iceland. This is where I went. I was taken to Iceland. And I was there and it was like I was flying, I was moving through the country supernaturally. Um and it was like the Lord was it was like there was someone that was there. That was, I think it was, I think it was, I think I really think I would believe it was an angel that was there with me. And we were going through Iceland and this angel was teaching me things about Iceland. And he was telling me like everything about Iceland. It was almost like, you know, I just went there and it's like the angel, whether it was an a the angel or the Holy Spirit, it was like they were just letting me know and understand everything about that country. And they were letting me know how the country was and, and how everything is there. And it was like I was moving by the power of God. I wasn't moving by, let's say, walking or by car or anything. No, it was like, it was almost like I was levitating through the country. Like, it was like I was floating. Not Yeah, the right word is like floating, not necessarily levitating. I was floating through the country. I was just like floating and I was like floating and I was going through parts of the country and I was able to understand that I was able to understand things about the country and I was able to, I saw the Icelandic, I think I saw some Icelandic people. Yeah, and I saw different parts of that country and I was understanding things about that country and I was and I was being moved. So I believe that what the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit was saying is that when he takes us to these countries too, he's going to let us understand a lot of things and know a lot of things. So he was showing me that, you know, we shouldn't lean on our own understanding. You know, wherever the Lord takes you or whatever the Lord does with you, he's able to show you and you and use you or teach you things about that place that you never knew or never expected because, you know, he knows everything he's got. And, and as he's going to be taking so many of us to all these different places, I don't, he's going to be taking different people to different countries, different continents. 
people will be moved by the power of God from country to country. And I tell you, I saw how the Lord moved me from where I am right now. And he just moved me where I was. And he took me all the way to Jamaica, like so quick. And I went to Jamaica. I, I knew I was there. Like it felt so real because it didn't feel like an ordinary dream. I literally thought I was there. And I needed to, and I knew that I didn't get there through visa, through airport, through airplane. No, because the people there were asking me. They knew that I didn't get there through through v, through um you know legal immigration standards like they knew I didn't get there through that and they were questioning me how did you get there because they knew that I didn't have a visa I didn't like have anything like that allowed me to get there and they were questioning me and they weren't so happy but some other people were so happy that I'd been there and it was like they were defending me they were helping me and they thought I mean I was a prince and that's what they're going to think of God's people like when that day comes God's going to glory's going to rise on his people and people are going to think God's children are like I don't know, princes or something, but like God's glory is going to rise on his people and people will see the king of kings, Jesus, through his children. So when people see you, they'll, they'll think, they'll, they'll, they'll know that Jesus is moving through you because I was surprised how that man asked me that question. I, I was really surprised by asking that question. But I mean, my understanding is that he saw Jesus and me and he thought that. So what I believe is that the Holy Spirit will be moving in us and through us and you know, people will see how the Holy Spirit moves, and they'll ask, you know, they'll 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 say things, they'll 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 see things, and they'll think things, and they'll give glory to God because of how God is moving through you. And I was also seeing how the Lord is giving me knowledge and uh, understanding on where I was, because instantly I knew where I was in um, I knew where I was in like I knew where I was in Jamaica. Although at the beginning I didn't know, in my heart it's almost like when you think of something. The Holy Spirit knows your thoughts. So he gives you the answer at a thought. It's like when you think of something, the Lord will just give you the answer as you think about it. And I saw that I had like a GPS in my spirit. And I could like almost zoom out and zoom in on the landscape and knew where I was. I knew how to leave, knew how to get, get out of there, knew how to move from place to place. So the Lord was showing me that it's like we should just trust in him. Like everything's just going to go so well. Like he will be the one to choose people that will move in this revival because he's going to prepare them and he's going to start teleporting them. So it's not going to be you that does the revival yourself, no. So if you're ready, God will teleport you and give you the supernatural power to be, or he's going to be moving through teleporting. But if you're not ready, then you'll realize that you'll still be where you are. And some people will probably be, I heard some people will be, will be really, really upset. Okay, some people will be angry. But please don't, because right now you have the time to change that. Don't wait till then, because even then, even if you're not transformed, you could still be transformed in the rapture. It just means that maybe you'll get like a later a later transformation, but you still will receive it based because you know remember God gives us rewards justly. He He gives us according to our deeds. He will give you according to what you have done. He's not going to, you know cheat you or give you less than you deserve or 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 give you he's not he's going to give you exactly you know he he's going to give you what you have worked for so please don't give up on god do all you can to trust him do all you can to live holy do all you can to live humble and do all you can to live obedient because i'm telling you when you're like this revival is going to be so great it's going to be so it's going to be so amazing and so wonderful how the Lord's going to be moving. And, I mean, yesterday I was praying and I think I saw 
like a huge wave coming into Israel. And I knew that the Lord was telling me that it was God's power, like a huge wave of God's power is coming into Israel, like a huge wave of God's presence and God's anointing and God's spirit is about to be poured into Israel. A great revival is going to go on there. Wonderful things are about to happen. Just amazing things God's about to do in this revival with those that are ready. Okay, it's going to be with, remember, those that are ready. So please be ready because you because it's going to happen with those that are ready. So please be ready. And how do you be ready? It's doing all you can to be a perfect bride for Jesus Christ. It's hating all sin and loving all good. Because because when you love sin, it's an open door to having demons enter you. And when demons enter you and you love sin, your your growth rate becomes stunted. It's like it gets hard for you to grow in the spirit and you it's it's like it gets hard for you to be ready as a bride. It's like when you pray, it's like it, it makes it harder for you to pray because there's sin, so much sin weighing you down. The devil hinders you in so many ways. So I beg you, please trust the Lord with all your heart. And when you seek Him, seek Him very like, but but passionately with all that is within you. Don't give the Lord up. Don't just trust in Him with all that you have. And that way you can get the best out of what God wants to give you. Because I'm telling you, God has so much for you. Because when I went to, when the Lord teleported me to Iceland, I could almost like understand all these things about Iceland. I would know the things about Iceland. I would know these things about Iceland. Things, I would like, I was like, someone was like telling me about the history. I don't know how to explain it, but I was just knowing things about Iceland that I didn't know. I was like, there was an angel that was letting me understand the things about Iceland. And I was just moving through that country. And I got a feeling that it might, and, I, and when I woke up, I got a feeling that the Lord would probably take me there during the revival. Like, things are about to happen. Um, things are about to happen. Great things are about to happen. The Holy Spirit will move in great and mighty ways before the rapture. It's going to be so great. And the Holy Spirit will just be moving. Those that are ready, the Holy Spirit will touch. The Holy Spirit will fill them. Those that are not ready, because this 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 outpouring, is, it's, there's like, there's going to be like, like there's going to be like what I understand is that generally I can explain it in like in two like there's like two waves of it there is this wave that we're receiving of the outpouring that is supposed to prepare us for the second greatest wave of outpouring of the Holy Spirit this wave is preparing us for the next one so right now God is pouring out of spirit so that we can be ready for the great outpouring because he's pouring out of spirit so that we can be holy ready ready so that we can receive that very, very great, that very, very, very great outpouring because there's levels of the Holy Spirit that you get depending on the life you live. If sometimes you won't experience certain things because like there's levels, you need to be at a certain level like before. So that's that's how the Lord works. It's like, you know, sometimes he, he gives us all according to our deeds and our how ready we are because, you know, he gives us each according to our lifestyles and how ready we are. Like, you know, the, like how the Lord rewarded, you know, like the parable of the master and the servants, all of them had, you know, were given talents. And depending on how much you work with the talents you have, you're rewarded. So what's happening is that, though, so it was like God is giving us the talents, okay? So this is it. So God has, God has given all of us different things. So with what God has given you, if you're able to use it to the best of your capability, if let's say God has given you, let's say, a, a thousand talents, if you're able to get two talents, I mean 2,000 talents, 
at the time of the great and final outpouring, it look, you'll probably, it look, from the looks of it, that's what it looks like. It looks like those that are ready, okay? Like those that have that would have done what God wanted them to do with what they had, those that are ready, when that time comes, they will receive that extra anointing that will be coming from heaven. That like like so. Remember the parable when the servant that had one, he didn't do so much with it. He returned that same to the master, and those the one that had two and five, they did the best with it. I'm going to read that parable to you right now. Yes, brothers and sisters, as it says here in the book of Matthew 25, verse 14, the parable of the three servants, it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a, on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them. While he was gone, he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last. Dividing it in proportions to their abilities, then he left on this trip. It's in this part. It's almost like this. It's like, you know, there there, there are three people, and God gave them, you know, different gifts and different abilities. He gave them all different things. For some people, he gave them wealth. He gave them different gifts, different abilities, and he gave everyone to the best of their ability because the Lord knows everyone has an ability. But what is pleasing to the Lord is that what the Lord wants is that. Whatever ability is, whether you're the one that has the two talents or three, five, six, seven, ten thousand, million, it doesn't matter. Whatever your ability is, the Lord wants you to make the best of it. Because when you make the best of it, it doesn't matter whether you had one talent or two or three. As long as you you do the best of it or you're able to multiply what God gave you, God gives you more. It doesn't matter whether it doesn't, God will always give you more. You know, the Bible says to him, I mean, it like, you know, it explains this. It continues to access that, you know, dividing it to the proportion of their abilities, God gives everyone. So whatever you're going through right now, know that it's it's in your ability to overcome. It's in your ability to, you know, to succeed and to do well in it. Yes, brothers and sisters, it's like God was, God is giving everyone according to their ability and what they can do. And then he leaves them here on earth, you know, and, and then he brings us here on earth. And then it's almost like, you know, it's like we're here on earth and like, and then it says he left on a trip. But then this is how it's like. It's almost like, you know, God creates us. He gives us all these abilities and all this. And then he leaves us here on earth. And then, you know, it's like he's in heaven. So we're waiting till the day that we meet together with God. And God's going to come come to be with us, to judge us based on all that we have done. So it says, the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant who, with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid their master's money. I mean, as I read this, I really feel in my heart the Lord is telling me that this is a really evil, sinful way to act. It's like, look at all God has given to you. I mean, God created you. He gave you so much gifts and so much talent. And He gave you so much. It's very wicked, mean, and selfish to not use what you have to help to give glory to God because you know God wants us you know God wants us to use all the gifts and abilities and all that he gives us to help other people 
you know, if you have a gift or ability, use it to help someone. If, you, if a gift is cheering people and encouraging people, do that all the time. Encourage people, cheer them up, show them love if that is your gift. Um, if your gift, if God, God gifted you with the ability to be able to make money and you're good at making money, then use the money to help those that probably don't have the gift of making money or struggle with making money. I mean, use all that you have to help people. Don't be selfish because that is very evil and that is very mean. It's like you have all that, you know, God has given you an ability but or a gift or a capability or a talent or anything he's given you. But it's like you don't use it. You just do nothing with it. Because what it is is that the whole world, as a we, we all need each other. That's how God made it. It's like God made it in a way that it's like, you know, he gave all of us different gifts and different parts. It's like every one of you is a very unique part of you. There's no one else, like a very unique part of God. There's no one like you. And, you know, the world needs that unique, unique part of God that has been put in you. And you need to bring it out so that other people can be helped, so that other people can be healed. So that other people can be delivered and other people can be changed. But if you refuse to do that, then what it means is that you're watching and letting other people suffer. You're watching and letting other people, you know, toil and, you know, suffer in pain. And while you could have helped them. And God sees that that's sinful. And to God, I know sometimes people might not understand why the Lord, you know, punished the man that had the one talent. But I want you to understand that it's very evil what he did. What he did was very bad. That what he had, he just hid it. He didn't use it for anything, because you know, we're, you know, how would you feel if you know you need help, you're struggling, you need help, or you know, you need help, you need something, but you have a friend that's able to help, but what it is that he doesn't use his talent or his gift or his, or his gift or his ability to help you, he just ignores you and he just hides it for himself, and because hiding it is like just hiding it for yourself. You don't. You, you don't do anything with it to help anyone. You just do nothing with it. It's like what you're given. You don't use it to help anyone. But we're living in a world where people are struggling. People need help. You know, it's like we all need each other because Satan's attacking all of us and we all need to come together to help each other. But this person didn't use what he had for anything. He just didn't care. Basically, he did nothing while God has given him. And if you do, because you have to work out your salvation, if you do nothing while God has given to you, then you're, you're I mean, the... The, there's a very big chance, like you're definitely going into hell. If you do nothing, Satan will overcome you and you go to hell. It's very sinful and evil to just do nothing God gives you because you're watching all of these other people that are struggling, that are suffering, in all all the parts, everywhere in the world, there's people suffering everywhere. People are suffering. It doesn't matter what country, it doesn't matter what third world country, you know, developed country or a developing country, it doesn't matter, or underdeveloped. People are suffering.